Morning Show, where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Uh, I feel like dog shit. (laughs) What else is new? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, I got to say thank you for the recommendation for the Waco show. Told you. We got sucked into that and I've not been... Uh, that invested in a TV show for quite some time. I was up all last night just like Googling all the loose ends of Waco on my phone. Yeah, uh, it's it's really true. Um, I was not super happy with the portrayal of Randy Weaver, but in terms of Ruby Ridge portrayals, it was like pretty good. Like him yeah, patrolling it, his property with a gun, knowing that the ATF was there. I haven't seen a lot of they evidence that that's They didn't true. show the original dog shooting, I noticed. They didn't show the original dog, yeah. Um, yeah. So I wasn't super jazzed about that. And then I didn't like the scene where David Koresh was singing My Corona, or Sharona, My Corona. I kind of like it. Yeah, we, we've actually been singing that as a joke, given current circumstances. I kind of liked that. I liked the musical scenes. I thought they were pretty good. It was a little on but, the nose, though, with like the pedophilia angle. Oh, I see. That's what you're going with. Um. Yeah, it's uh, if people haven't watched it, six six parts on uh, Netflix, forty five minutes each. Uh, it's good. It's very good. And and I was generally familiar with Waco, but not a lot of the specific details. And every time something totally insane happened, I thought, no way, that's got to be dramatization. There's no that's bullshit. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. And then you look it up, and yeah, they they did that. So, <laughs> yeah. I, as far as I can tell, the show is mostly historically accurate. I went back and I looked at some of the. Um, the the fact checks so to speak on it and they have nitpicky points but overall it seems accurate to what actually happened anyway yeah, it's really tragic really tragic. thanks for the recommendation and uh, i hope people might check it out maybe some people want to talk about it anyway uh as you guys know this is a call-in show if you're new to the show link in the description join the discord server on which we host the show uh put your name in the roll call and hang out in one of the waiting rooms we go on a first come first serve basis and we'll get through as many calls as we can. Try to keep your call to about two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. And uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show in the subject line so we know that's what it's for. And uh, we'll respond to those call-in show questions in the last half hour of the show. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail. Dot com for your call-in show questions. And we'll check in with uh, Super Chat, Streamlabs, and D-Lots. What did I just say? Streamlabs? Streamlabs, YouTube, D-Live, all those places. We'll check in with them uh, every half hour as well. Let's see who's, uh, who's up first. Looks like Red Falcor is right on the money tonight. Let's see what he has to say. Red Falcor, is that two consecutive weeks that you've been the first caller? Or maybe uh, more? I think so. I Seems think like so. you're really skilled at this. Yep, I'm pretty fast. I'm a quick draw. Hmm. So, yep, just saying. I'm not, I'm not sure what, what, what it is exactly that I'm saying. But uh, a couple of things uh, real quick. Um, extinct Animal of the Week. I always think about how it's 
kind of a shame that there are so many extinct animals, but there are somewhere we could be perhaps glad, glad that they're gone. Uh, hmm. one, one is the Titanoboa. Is that a big snake? It is a big snake, yes. Grow, grows up to four, four, 42 feet long. Wow. Uh, tw- tw- 2,500 pounds. Oh. Uh, lives, <laughs> lived uh, j- just after the dinosaurs, so about... S- Gone for sixty million years. Ago. Yeah, yeah, that's what I yeah. see here on Wikipedia. Go, go. Yeah, I'm fine Gone. with that extinction event. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I kind of figured. Um, also, I had a buddy who's uh, pretty far, far, far down in the in the roll call. Uh, he did want to m- mention the uh, the Idaho case. Um, if it was uh, something about unconstitutional detainment. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was wondering if if uh, s- self defense was j- justified in that case. Uh, uh, I would say uh, no. I've been thinking about this a lot this week. So public property is closed at certain times, like at night, um, and so technically you can be arrested for trespassing under certain conditions on public property um mm. so as far as self-defense no i think that would have been disaster in this yeah case. i would always advocate take the arrest fight in court as far as the ability to close public property i agree but there's got to be some sort of rational basis to what they're doing and to close just the jungle gym but not the grass and say you'll be arrested for touching the jungle gym but you can go play soccer in that park I'll I'll push back on on some of those arbitrary, silly, nonsensical restrictions because if we don't push back on those, suddenly we have a nonsense world to navigate where they're just closing public property for which we are uh, that we are stolen from to pay for. Uh, there's got to be some sort of coherence. There's got to be some sort of structure. It can't just be the king says this is banned now. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, I, I, but to your point, I I I wouldn't. Uh, I would not advocate uh, any sort of physical force against the officer. I think what you do is you you fight that in court. Yeah, I hope that that answers his question, or is or is a good c- c- commentary on it in some way. Hmm. Uh, last item. Um, I'm I'm wondering if you guys ever f- find that a that a debate. Yeah you know, like a political debate can, 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 can be annoying if people are talking over each other and would it be b- better if there was more of a structure and it's like, you know, you get three th- three minutes to talk and then, you know, we, 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 we c- 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 cut your microphone kind of a thing. Yeah. Or... I love this was last debate with no audience. I'm like, this is how (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was was fantastic. Um, But yeah, I totally agree. Like the lack of decorum in, in the debates has made them unwatchable. They're like a high school graduation. Every time I watch, I'm like, this is our country. What's the point? (laughs) We had to give you the boot though. Skag, do you have any thoughts on that? No, I will. uh, I'll just say, I agree with that. Uh, Thank you, ma'am. 
All right, sweet. Thank you. Bye. Um, um how do I even say this? Mylakowski? Mile we'll go with that. Mylakowski, you're good to go. Good afternoon. Actually, it's uh, Milikovsky. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Not even Milikov- something like that. Something <laughs> Russian-y. It's okay. It's Polish. Ah, gotcha. I wanted to get your thoughts on the new Groiper War that took place last week on TikTok. I don't know what any of those were. Yeah, I'm, 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 I am totally detached from that. So tell me what's going on. Okay, so last week, Nicholas J. Fuentes and the Groipers decided to spread the America First movement to TikTok. There are now tons of Groiper accounts with clips from his show and memes involving mm. Ben Shapiro, Charlie Kirk, Dan Crenshaw, and other conservative ink types on, on the platform. And uh, Nick got invited onto the conservative Hype House live stream twice last week, which is a group of TikTok's top conservative personalities. So basically 100 people in a Zoom call fielding questions for four to five hours. Wow. Yeah, they talked about a lot of different topics there. Uh, shortly after that first appearance, though, on, on the Hype House, he and his partners like Patrick Casey and Jane McNeil had their accounts mass reported and were then banned. Oh, weak. And some of the top conservative TikTok influencers like Nick Videos publicly advocated for them to be banned. Okay. But... Yeah, and then despite that, Nick Flint has announced that he would that he would be live streaming his show on TikTok for the first time on a new account on Friday, mm-hmm. and had around two thousand people watching it, which is a lot for TikTok. Yeah, and what's really funny is that the live stream kept getting cut because the account he was on would get banned within a couple of minutes. And he so just make entire, a new account, or what was he yeah, doing? Yeah, so his entire audience ah. would would move with him to a brand new account by word of mouth for over an hour. I think that happened mm. like four or five times. <laughs> And there, there's no real, is there a particular incident for which they banned him or it's just he's a general wrong thinker type thing? Effectively that, I mean, they, they accuse, they throw the same slurs he's here at the left, you know, sex is bigot, homophobe, whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, all of his TikToks, he didn't even say anything. So they can't accuse him of actually of saying anything wrong on TikTok because he, he literally didn't say anything. I don't use TikTok at all. Are they, are they pretty crackdown heavy or are they pretty permissive or what are they what's what's the censorship like over there yeah so what's interesting about tiktok is that it's the largest social media platform that's the least restrictive up until at least uh nick flint has got involved and now all of a sudden they're owned by the chinese yeah that's what yeah i think it's chinese actually owned so they they care they're kind of like d live where they, they they're not too too careful about american politics hmm okay uh, so what what's the end result? They just gave up on TikTok or, or are they going to keep fighting this? I think they're going to keep fighting this. I mean, after just one week on TikTok, they had over 8 million views on their hashtags, which is pretty significant. So it hmm. seems like, uh, you know, they'll keep on they can keep on banning their accounts if they want to. But it's actually relatively easy to make a TikTok account, kind of like old school websites, if you think of like 10 years ago. So yeah. no matter how many times you ban them, they can just keep on making new accounts and making new stuff. And hmm. the hashtags remain. The videos remain. Hmm. All okay. right. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for We're the like update. I, I, I can't, I don't anticipate that I'll be moving to TikTok anytime soon, but uh, you never know. It's, it's our days with Susan are probably numbered. So maybe we should consider it. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of different platforms out there, so you might, it's good to have some backups. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for the update. Yeah. No, sure thing. Have a night. You too. Uh, Legalize is up next. Uh, let's see. I don't know if Legalize is busy, but let's see if we can grab him. Legalize, you there? 
Oh, yes, I am. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. What's up? Hi, Legal. Oh, well, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to speak about how lovely my my life is. You know, this, uh, this virus has been a real blessing in my life. Okay, go this, on. This, the suffering is of, of people. It's like, yeah, it's somewhere else, you know. It's really nice where I'm at. And I, I just got to say this. It's all, it's changed my politics. It's changed my politics to a great extent. Okay. You know, uh, my worldview has been formed, has been formed, and has been formed because of welfare. I, I'm a big, okay. I'm a big advocate. All right. I'm a big supporter of welfare. I don't know about you. It's greatly improved your life, you say. Oh yes, my life is great. So uh, I've, I've gone from working a minimum wage job having to do class at school to now I don't really do anything. And you get paid or at least oh, yes. a one-time payment, depending on your situation. Oh, well, my situations, you- I am getting paid a, it's, it's not too much. I think I'm going to hopefully get more, but uh, it, it's a measly uh, like $580 a week. Uh, <laughs> on unemployment benefits or what? Y- yeah. <laughs> That's that's not a trivial amount of money. I mean, I, I don't know if you're serious about saying you were earning minimum wage before or not. No, I was. But that I, so that's got to be a raise for you, right? Yes, I am. It's as if I'm working full time at a at a wage increase. So did yeah. you were you laid off by necessity or was it one of those like laid off Mandatory. by choice? I guess I don't want to implicate you off. because they might investigate you for fraud if they if you No, we were yeah. forced to uh, stop working, but. I'm not knocking it. I think it was a great decision. <laughs> uh, no, I'm forced to not work, forced to not work, forced to sit in my home while my mom makes me pudding as we speak. Wow. Gonna yeah. going to call up. What's taking so long? <laughs> mom? Uh, no, Is that what you yeah, call in to talk about? an increase. All right, legalize. Wrap it up. Well, anyway, time He's to buy a to... $600 fountain pen with my there it is. increase. That's... That's get what out. I was waiting get for. What sort of artisan yeah. pen are you going to get? Well, all right, man. We, we got options anyway. Nope. See you well, nope. Enjoy, enjoy your Corona bucks now that he's out of here. He's a Corona millionaire now. He's got places to be. I would uh, like my Corona bucks. Mine have not arrived either. I was able to actually submit my bank information Me to too. the IRS, but that was days ago, and they still say like we're gonna we're gonna deposit that money. Just you wait and see. Well, I'm waiting to see, but uh, you know. It's still not there. That's all right. Um, actually, my fiance got a paper check. She she got one of the paper checks in the mail, really? and it did not even have Trump's signature on it. I was kind of disappointed. So, you know, whatever. Ovid's up next. Ovid, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, how's it going? Actually, since you guys just discussed that, um, I think last time I called in, I talked about uh, Murphy shutting down construction in the state. I remember, yeah. Um, and then like the next day, he came back and was like. Oh, no, no, no. Well, actually, you know, some construction can still go on because pretty sure um, some of his friends got in his ear and said, hey, Murphy, <laughs> if, if, if you shut down construction, our summer houses won't be done in time. So so they, get, they bring your job back or are you still in a rough spot? It's, it's like half and half. So we're working oh. at, at a you know reduced state where we have to wear a mask every time you're inside a, sure. a building. Yeah, pretty much. But um, what I really wanted to talk to you about today was um, just a real quick come and be a little pretentious with philosophy is um, I wanted to know your opinions because I see a lot of people. Um, they talk about um, what, what you'll hear, hear them say is uh, uh, 
emergency powers are necessary. You know, mm-hmm. we need we need to have emergency powers in case something happens and the government has to respond quickly and and this and that and that. But this is not the time to use emergency powers. Um, I disagree. Uh, I think emergency powers. The idea of it is something that we take as a given, but really is it necessary generally i mean what are your emergency powers going to be used the only to get us into wars and to take away our civil liberties anything else you know the the point of government is for government to go slow the idea that you can declare an emergency and then government doesn't need to go slow anymore um i think is wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the only way I could entertain it is if I have some clear definition and I don't know what that is an emergency just what is declared or are there actual objective criteria to define well, that that's the that's the problem yeah you know even if there is objective criteria that objective criteria can change and it, it, know, I and assume it'd be yeah it'd just be defined by statute I would assume and if you can just define by statute when the constitution is suspended then what does the constitution really mean? You can just, you can write a law to omit it. Basically. I I don't think Um, the founding fathers had emergency powers in, in mind. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's not something that that's good. That happens. It's it's how every democracy turns into a dictatorship. I'm with you philosophically. I'm just curious about the history of how this developed. Cause I just don't know. I don't know the the legal basis i don't know where this came from i don't know how it's evolved over time i don't know any of that yeah me neither so maybe something to look into but mm. just wanted to come in here and uh and uh grandstand for a little bit so <laughs> hope you guys are hope you guys are doing well hope yeah uh, you as well all right so keep on keep it on catch you around thanks man. uh el vaquero's up next got any tales from the border let's see el vaquero what's on your mind oh I actually uh, have a question. So, you know, people right now are are quibbling over, you know, whether the infection fatality rate from COVID-19 is 0.1% or 1% or whatever. Yeah. So at what point would you call these lockdowns appropriate? 10%. Yeah, at what percent? 10%. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not comfortable just throwing out an arbitrary number. I, 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 I want to stick with the idea that it is the individual's responsibility to assess risk for himself and to adjust his lifestyle for himself. That would be my stance. Okay, so one thing I will say is it's looking like a whole bunch of people back during the Black Death starved to death because food wasn't getting grown. Mm-hmm. That was 30 to 50% mortality rate of mm-hmm. the entire population. And it, it kind of points to in the direction of life has to go on. So even if it's 1% or 5% or 10%, people still have to do things, especially yeah. in our economy where we're like nine meals away from anarchy. Yeah. 10% is um, totally arbitrary, but that's like a, I would say anything above like 2% is a really serious fatality rate. I would qualify that as a yeah um, really serious fatality rate. Yeah. I mean, I agree it's serious, but, you know, the the founding fathers would have been more familiar with pandemics than we are. They would have known about quarantine because that came out of Italy in the 1300s. And yet they didn't ever put in the in the Constitution the words except during a pandemic. Yeah. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I was just curious. I mean, I would say it's never justified 
and besides you quarantine sick people you don't quarantine the you healthy. don't quarantine the healthy yeah, yeah which which makes much more sense to me i i that's been i mean this is this is a a historically unprecedented move that we're doing right now right right i mean historically unprecedented and i think when we feel the full force of the economic fallout it's going to be much worse than the virus even if it were a two percent fatality rate yeah i'm i'm very worried about that like we just got the uh the the numbers on the economy today and the gdp is down 4.9 percent yeah well there there's a, a bunch of interesting stuff that's going on in finance so repos which are fundamentally interest rates for interbank lending uh went negative last week mm. uh, I, I mean things like that there's all sorts of financial stuff that's just starting to build up into a fucking train wreck that's yeah. gonna wipe out the banking system hmm. <sighs> this is so depressing. beef up the printers we're gonna need them we're gonna need industrial strength well, and, and, and that's the thing. We're in a deflationary environment, so the Fed is going to keep on printing into that deflationary environment, and it's not yeah. going to do anything. And then all of a sudden, the whooshing sound is going to stop, and it's going to blow up in their face. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Somebody but, needs to call in and give me a little pick-me-up. This dealing <laughs> well, is really depressing. All right, so... Blonde, I've been doing a lot of fishing here lately because there's a really good spot less than a half mile away from my house. Yeah. And I've been pulling in 19 and 20 inch uh, channel cats quite often. Are they delicious? Yes, they're delicious. Absolutely mm. delicious. And so mm. are the small flatheads. Um, but yesterday I went and I had something. I bet you'll never guess what I hooked into. What? Twice. Two of them. Two Big ass snapping turtles. Oh, wow. really? They're disgusting. I, I used to see them when I was in St. Louis all the time. Um, they're really scary. They'll just bite your arm off. Like, yeah. Well, one one of these one of these probably had a fifteen inch shell. So, <laughs> yeah. The, the like, snapping turtles are not. They're not messing around. It's like no. Growing I know, up in I Missouri, hear... they're like never get near snapping. Yeah, turtles. no. But mm. if I keep on catching them, I'm just gonna start eating them. I've heard they're they're good. Um, Skag's giving me a give you the boot face. Yeah, yeah we got right, well, stay on the clock, but... woman. Well, thanks, <laughs> thanks, fam. Yeah, appreciate I'll it. Talk at you later. Uh, Dell's up next. <clears throat> All right, Corona's acting up again. Dell, you there? Dell, are you yeah, my hey. pick me up? Are you gonna hey, make uh, me happy? How y'all doing? I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> are you having cabin fever or something? Uh, no, I'm pretty much going about my business normally, but I'm really worried about the economy, so it's hmm. depressing. Well, if you're having cabin fever, I can help you out with that. There's a great game you can play. It's called, and especially if you're, if you're in a big place like me in the double Y with all my kin here, there's a great game you can play. It's called Hide and Go Seeking. Uh-huh. So you, you play it with the whole family. Here's what you do. You, you know, in that game, how nobody ever wants to be it. So you tell them, I'm going to be it. And you hide their eyes, and they run off and hide. And we played this game last week. It was the best three days rest I ever had before they figured out I wasn't looking. <laughs> Wise. All right. I'll, well, I'll they, you know, they tried to tell me how to play the game and everything. And I said, I understood. And they went off a hit again. All right. I only got a day, I only got a day and a half the second time. Well, what's, what's going down uh, North Carolina way? Oh, well, not much. They're having, uh, they're having, uh, what are they having out there? Protests and the person in charge has COVID. But that's right. I heard that, anyway. and everybody posts the headline to like mock that person. But to yeah. me, that's not very explanatory. Like, is this person asymptomatic? Is this person deathly ill? What is the condition of this person? I don't. I know. I don't understand it. I got into a kind of a, a shouting match with one of my coworkers the other day. That said, I said uh, they were making fun of the people going out there and saying they shouldn't be a given medical 
treatment or anything because yeah. going out there and I'm like, well, I guess you, that, that mean that fat people don't get medical treatment neither, or people that smoke don't get medical right. treatment or, I mean, come on, if you're going to, if you're going to cut some people off, you got to cut them all off. You yeah. Know? Imagine that kind of moralizer doctor while you're on your deathbed and you need urgent treatment. Did you deserve this condition that <laughs> yeah, you're <really>. in? Because <laughs> exactly. I'm going to apply treatment according to yeah. my judgment of your deservedness. Yeah. Mm. We've been watching a lot of TVs here at the, at the double wide because the neighbors leave their uh, blinds open. Uh, one of these things we saw was <laughs> this, we saw this drug commercial. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. It says, uh, about psoriatic arthritis or something like mm-hmm. that. And I said, my arthritis is not getting in my way. I take Cosentix. And then they go into the legalese. And I swear, the very first thing they say is don't use Cosentix if you are allergic to Cosentix. Not, you know, I happen Good to advice. think that warning is the reason why the world is getting stupider and stupider every year. I mean, I say, let natural selection take its course. If a grown person has to be told not to eat something that they're allergic to, they should be allowed to eat it. <laughs> that'll, take care, that'll take care of the problem right there. Speaking of, you hear that there's a homicide investigation into the fish tank cleaner lady now? There's, I heard I knew about it. that. Yeah, she might have killed her husband. Well, that guy her was pretty smart. Was wasn't pretty he, smart. Uh, wasn't he uh, some sort of engineer? He was some sort of like know. actual professional with seemingly some intelligence like that's a really dumb thing to do yeah the pe- yeah. they're leaning back on the excuse that well he relied on his wife for everything well i don't know if my wife told me to sit there and and drink rat poison i don't know if i'd say okay sure dear i rely on you for everything. maybe she maybe she that. spiked his drink or something though you know maybe she did it more stealthily yeah you gotta figure mm. you gotta figure last thing uh during TV, last thing we saw was this next commercial I want to talk about, and that's the first thing. That's this commercial where the first thing you see is this big old giraffe butt cover, taking up most of the screen, and there's this guy reaching his hands up between his legs and these little colorful things coming out from beneath it, and then they got the catchphrase, you know, taste the rainbow. Let me tell you something right now. I don't care how colorful they are. I'm not tasting anything that comes out from between a grass legs. You couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. Me. All right. Yeah. I'll take care. Thank you. Yeah. You as well. Uh, Raggle Fraggle's up next. Where is Raggle Fraggle? Uh, maybe he had to take off. Raggle Fraggle, are you hanging out? Why can't I find you? Um, Raggle Fraggle, if you're listening, I will circle back. We'll see if we can grab you in the future here. Uh, Pius, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? What's on your mind? Dude, I wanted to ask you, like, kind of a simple question, so we'll see what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Can you define natural law for me, Matt? Oh, this is going to be a 20 minute call. All right. Didn't, didn't we already discuss this? I thought we did. We had a talk about it, but I think the main disagreement was I, I assumed you understood natural law to mean what I thought it meant. And I don't think it did to me. So I want to know what your definition is so I can try to understand your perspective better. Well, I think I you're think on natural... your own timer, Matt. I'm not cutting this. Call <laughs> no, we, okay. We're going to have to stay on a timer here. I think natural law is just the observance of the way that the that the natural world works. So if you're talking about natural laws that applies to human behavior, what is it that each human is doing? Each human is naturally driven to survive. Each human has a natural right according to that natural law to pursue his own survival, his own prosperity. That's a that's a general summary, but what um what what is your point of disagreement with that perspective? I think natural law are the moral laws which we can, I I shouldn't say, I think the Western understanding traditionally up until about 
70, 60 years ago, that is that natural law is the moral laws which we can observe yeah. from nature. I would agree with that, yeah. Okay. And then that is to say, like, why uh, to to add, why is it wrong to kill a person? Well, you've denied that person of his purpose. That's okay. That's in accordance with with what you're saying, I think. Okay. And so then I think the disagreement then maybe I is so this was my second backup point, because I think we have some misunderstanding somewhere. My next point was that I think natural rights are the rights to do things which are in accord with natural law. Yeah, so I, I, I would. I would right generally agree with that. The natural law. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. With that framing. Okay, so the natural law says you have a right to perpetuate the truth. It doesn't say you have a right to perpetuate anything. Therefore, it would seem, based on those two definitions, that you have to find a way to naturally show a natural right for speech, which is false, demonstrably false. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. I follow your logic there. You only have a natural right to perpetuate the truth. Yeah. You. Why? You don't have a a more. There is a no moral natural right to teach falsehoods to vulnerable peoples. Well, you'd have to establish an intent there, though. You'd have to establish a motive. Um. I mean, we could say that the pro-choice. That there is a natural law that you know all children have the right to life. And pro-choice people know this because it's a natural law. All people know the natural law, even if they deny it. Therefore, there's no natural right to go around saying we should be allowed to ch kill children in the womb. I don't think you have a natural right to infringe on someone else's mind. Why, why would that be your right? Because they're teaching a falsehood. You have a natural right to speak and perpetuate the truth. You have no natural but that's, right but to that's perpetuate not your life. evil falsehoods. That's not, but that's not your life to exert yourself upon. I hate you both. Wrap it up. We'll give you a, we'll give you a final word. Uh, final word. I was going to say legalize as a welfare queen, but he already outed himself. <laughs> so uh, uh, final word, I guess, uh, would be I hope you guys both have a good time. I miss talking to you guys. I've been working uh, crazy weird shifts. I was working 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. So I got moved back to normal people hours. So I hope to call mm -hmm. in. Oh. Well, lucky, I guess. All things considered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. I was being rude. More. I'm just thinking it's about okay. how I'm going to eat a whole watermelon for dinner after this is over. It's okay, Bond. Uh, I hope your baby's really healthy, Bond. You deserve a great baby and uh, your husband. Tell your husband I'm so happy for you guys. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I will. Also, I know you're really set on your name, and I never got to call and tell you, but Annalise is a great name. If you don't believe me, you should look into uh, Annalise McKell. She's the only person recorded to have been possessed on account of her holiness. Huh. Um so yeah, all right. that's all I have to say tonight. I hope you I guys like have a great night. Well, right, thanks. You as well. Have a good night. Um, let's see. I see Raggle Fraggle has come back. Raggle, sit tight. I'm going to catch up with you after we take a break here. I uh, appreciate your patience, man. Um, Do I want to on... name my baby after somebody that was possessed? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there someone terrible associated with every name? Yeah, Emmeline Pankhurst is a famous suffragette. Yeah, well, there you go. The ultimate sin. Mm. Uh, Darth Jones and uh, Jubilim. Jubilum, thank you for supporting the show over on DLive, guys. Uh, you got Super Chat good to go? Yeah, but everything says the 26th. Still? Everything says the 26th. Really? Thanks, uh, uh, Susan, for a great Super Chat system. So do we even know where we left off? Uh, I actually have no idea. I have a couple uh, over on Streamlabs here. Mike DeWine, Shit-Eating Grin Monday. Yo, Piss Boy John. Uh, yo, Piss Boy John. 
you said here. Commas are important. To tell you that you can't buy anything without wearing a mask now. Lol. No one's forcing you to buy anything, retard. Uh, Tuesday. Oh, I see. On Mon- That's what they said on Monday. On Tuesday, they said, we've heard you and we're very sorry. We went one step too far. Masks are lo- no longer required. I'm not sure I follow 100%, but it's it's about the hypocrisy of masks are required. Now they're banned type stuff. I think I figured uh, it out. Appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the show. Bain Trump says, good thing I got hired less than a week after Karen fired me because New York, or NYS, uh, New New York State unemployment site keeps glitching and no one answers the phone. Well, do what Andrew Cuomo said. Just go get get um, an essential job. That's the solution. Don't waste your time applying for New York State unemployment. Just go get an essential job. Uh, You got it figured out over there? Yeah. It all says the 26th, but it does say the Colin show, so... I was just looking at the date. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to refresh and see if it works here. Gate adds bear. Did you know you can hunt for gyms in designated U.S. parks? Research Ruby Ridge. Gyms? Did you mean gems? And that I don't was know. a joke? Or am I dumb, which is a distinct possible. <laughs> I don't know. I could look at the chat here. You can hunt um, for gyms, J Y M S, in designated U.S. parks. Um,. I don't know. I mean, I'm generally generally familiar with Ruby Ridge, but I don't know what's the reference there. Is there a gym association with that? I don't know. Hmm. Adam my Jasso. Apology. Many thanks to my sanity safe space. You are very welcome. Black Magic. Beer of the week is Florida Man by Cigar City Brewing. <laughs> 8.5% ABV. Brewed in tribute to the world's worst superhero made in a place with meth trailers, meth trailers, and alligators. Drink responsibly. That sounds degenerate. You guys are degenerates. Shauna Thornton, de Blasio, Dr. Blasio, singled out the Jewish community and threatening arrests, front page Daily Wire. Cool, Ben, now do Christians. Um, <laughs> I, I saw it on Daily Mail, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I guess she's ripping Shapiro, right? Um, I mean, I, I've, well, we'll get into it. I, I do think that there might be, I think it's fair to say there might be some double standards at play there. Maybe. Uh, Joseph Redman, have you read Cuxervative by Vox Day? I have not. Although I do like Vox Day. Uh, no, I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Um, Shaniqua, Stunning and Brave. Now ban on now the, the ban on elective surgery in Australia has been lifted. I can get my gender reassignment procedure done. Even better <laughs> news, the surgeon said he can shape my vagina into a fountain pen holder wow, and vagina was spelled is, with a J. Uh, that's going to be something special. Gross. Uh, default username, the economy's toast, but it doesn't make sense to worry about the things we can't control. There's more to life than money and we'll be okay. Be strong. Okay. A little white pill. I appreciate it. Uh, last one for Thank right you. now. Izzy Long regarding the Waco show. Was there a Timothy McVeigh character? IRL FBI says he was sitting there in his car in the main road. FBI mm. says seeing it all helped shape his views leading to the Oklahoma bombing rock on Timothy McVeigh is an interesting character. Um, he's much like Ted Kaczynski and he had like real reasons to be pissed off, but executed poorly. I mean, Timothy McVeigh was, was upset about the killing of all these innocent children. So he killed a bunch of innocent children. Yeah. Uh, I didn't notice any kind of McVeigh character in the show. There was not. No. Uh, it, yeah. So if, if he's even in there, it can't be more than a moment. Um, and a lot of the, the characters were, fictionalized like i guess the only real fbi character was gary nosner or have you say his last name the the main yeah. fbi investigator he's the only real guy the rest are like 
uh, adaptations of real people. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I, I, the show's great. The show's great in terms of all the detail that it shows you. Um, the show's great in terms of, I, I don't know. I mean, is it overly fair to the Branch Davidians? Is it too kind to them? I don't know. I, I, was, I was trying to take a critical eye watching it and figure out where they might be stretching the truth to make the ATF or the FBI look bad or the Branch Davidians look good. I don't know. It seemed pretty fair to me. It seemed like a pretty accurate presentation according to the books and the accounts that they're basing the show on. So uh, good piece of viewing for sure. Anyway, uh, Raggle Fraggle, let's get back to him. Raggle, you're good to go, man. What's up, fellas? It sounds like you're underwater. You, you got a mic situation? Oh, so, hang on. Uh, can you mute me for a second? It might get noisy. Uh, okay, yeah. Give him a second. Uh, all right, you got it fixed? Yeah. There we go. Now, uh, what's up? What you guys up to? Uh, we're talking... Trying not to go on a library. <laughs> <laughs> talking Waco, you watched that show yet? I watched it when it came out, like, what, mid last year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, I had no it, idea. Two why years did, old. Yeah. Why are we just getting hip to this now? Because it just sure came out I on Netflix. It to you guys. Come on. Maybe. It's new to Netflix, <laughs> though. It wasn't on Netflix before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it was on the. What was the network? It, it, anyway, uh, what, I wanted, what I wanted to talk about was uh, I had two, two topics, but I forgot one. So now we're going to just talk about Sims. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm back in the dating game. I'm sure you remember. But uh, yeah, it's been depressing because a lot of the dating profiles that I see have uh, uh, IG accounts. Then you go to them and it's just thoughts. Same thing with Snapchat. They're trying to sell nudes. It, it's incredibly depressing. Hmm. I mean, uh, People are just, are just milking the dating apps for signups on their whatever their exactly. financial support accounts exactly hmm. and i don't know what to do about it i wish we could get these guys to quit uh supporting them uh, i don't know what to do though i mean these guys are desperate and i feel bad for them but fuck it sucks and it really the other thing that's killing He's... me too is that people don't seem to really want to chat and take take a uh take a chance at it you know well, it's got to be weird in this current circumstance, too. Uh, I guess are you just supposed to talk to a person indefinitely until you can go? Uh, what are you supposed to do on a date right now if it's even legal where you live? You know? Yeah. Well, a lot of the sites are starting to push um, uh, like FaceApp or something mm -hmm. like that, FaceTiming one another as an alternative to dating. But I mean, it's not the same still. Well, any luck, or is it just a sea of uh, of people trying to get money out of you? Uh, those are actually kind of yeah, maybe like one in thirty is what that is, and then the rest are just. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, the rest are either ugly or out of my league. There's no in between. <laughs> you got to find the. Well, what's wrong with trying for the out of your league ones? Oh, I try for the out of my league ones, but that's the problem. They never respond. Because well, I and how, how important is like, uh, are, are you just going for, are you just going on looks? Or are you trying to do like a values based assessment? Well, I, I tried to do the whole thing, but sometimes you're, you're just aggravated. And so you just go to swiping, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I think you got to do that to start and then, you know, 
you once you start talking to a person, you can get down to important issues. But when you're just trying to find matches, I suppose you can be as quick as possible. Yeah, that's really. I really like to get out of this, but I'm not a very social person, so I don't really know where I would want to go to meet. Yeah, I, I, that uh, again, I'll. The practical purposes for church, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going to get me there too. Let um, someone slide into your DMs. Yeah, I mean, I. You have to have notoriety to have somebody slide into your DMs, though. Come I don't know. On, I know a lot of people that have um, met through communities like this. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to some of the girls that are on the uh, on the Discord, and they're they're nice people, but they're scattered everywhere, and mm-hmm. they don't really want to move or. I think the other thing too is my situation is I live on a farm and nobody, no women that I talk to want to live on a farm. Why yeah, but not? don't you have a nice beard? Yeah. I, I have an amazing beard. Thank you, Bond, for remembering. Well, then what, what can't be overlooked? I mean, I, I don't know. No. Mm-hmm. Picky. Mm-hmm. No, everything up to pedophilia should be uh, acceptable <laughs> if you have a nice beard. Uh. Blonde Dating Academy. <laughs> you have any final thoughts what is my uh, to remember um, what Matt was saying the other day about you know that the ideal libertarian uh, whatever it was for us to get around social media to make our own sites the problem is that competition gets bought out so I was listening to the mm. Wandery podcast for uh, Business Wars it was Snapchat versus uh, Facebook really mm. good the podcast, by the way, if you got free time, check it out. Um, so what happened was these guys made made Snapchat, and then a few years later, Mark Zuckerberg walks into their office and uh, offers them $3 billion, and they turn it down. Hmm. Fast forward another four years, Google offers them $30 billion, and they turn that down. You're not going to find many people who are going to turn that, that kind of money, you know? So that's the problem with creating new... Yeah you know, censor free places, you're either going to get squashed by the competition or you're going to get bought out. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, good luck, man. Uh, you know, as I've always said, even when I was in this spot, all it takes is one, all it takes is one. You just got to find one. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So maintain the optimism. I'm I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm not giving up. All right. Sounds good. Happy night. You too. Uh, John Tesh's ass. Uh, but John Tesh uh, maybe had to take off. John Tesh, if you're listening. Oh, wait, there we go. There we go. I found you. Uh, Mr. Tesh. You there? Thinking about this all. I got a, I've Hold on, I got a. Oh. Is this connection sketchy for you, Blonde? I've, a little bit. I just got a bad connection with you. Maybe try again. Okay. Is that better? Uh, yeah, much better. Okay, so I've been thinking about what I'm going to ask you all week, and actually okay. I, I'm directing this at Blonde because she did a great okay. series on art, modern art versus old classical art styles and Enlightenment period type of art, and it was an excellent uh, video if you haven't checked it out. But I've um, been watching the news. Of course, you can't miss what's been going on, but obviously there's been a lot of talk around 1984 when you look on websites and all that as far as some of the things that are happening in the States. And it got me to thinking as far as art... And it's basically what responsibility does, because also, you know, in terms of Blonde's perspective, obviously Heritage has a, you know, plays, you know, her thread throughout the things she's talked about. There's a large thread about passing on a legacy and a heritage to your children. 
common culture and things like that. So my question was, for example, when you put things into the world, and 1984 would be a good example. You put something like that in the, in the world for the ages. In a sense, you obviously, uh, it affects the world if, it's, you know, if, it, if it takes off. So my question is, what responsibility does the artist have to the art or to the, to the world that he puts the art into, I guess is the question. Uh, yeah, I think that he has a lot of responsibility. Um, one of the things that we've seen in modern art is this transition to like a, a self-actualizing art or art as seen through the artist's eyes. But that's not really what art should be about. It should be uh, rendering something meaningful and of emotional value um, for the audience into something tangible for the audience to perceive and to consume. That's why modern art sucks because there was this, there was this movement towards like, well, this is, is there any definition of art? This is what I see as art. This is how this makes me feel. But the truth of the matter is that nobody really gives a shit about the artist. The artist is just a vessel for this shared human experience. And that's, that's what it was supposed to be about. That's what it's always supposed to be about. So, so I does think that the artist have, have a responsibility to convey, convey morals within the art that they display? So, I mean, really, I'm, I, I guess, you know, you're talking about in terms of paintings and things like that. And I think there is obscene art, which, like you said, just, you know, as you, you, you said in your, in your videos, just first of all, the quality is poor, but also it doesn't really tell you anything beyond just someone venting their spleen. But I'm talking kind of looking at, for example, movies and uh, art, you know, uh, written works as well, things like that, that tend to have a little more depth to them in terms well i mean i shouldn't say that there's can be a lot of depth within paintings and things like that as well but i think generally you can have a, a larger um a larger uh, impact i guess with certain types of other you know certain types of art has a larger impact in, in some sense right. especially I, nowadays i don't think they have a like a responsibility to bequeath their sense of morality on the general public but it is about capturing something that is part of the human experience and like i i have a wide breadth for for what for what i would say that is like i, I don't i don't think it's necessarily like something that's moral or something that's good but it is supposed to be something that like we share in our experience as part of humanity so what Which would you say anything. to something that's like a say of a niche uh, a niche case for example let's say some you know lesbian experience or gay experience as an example to something that's you know common nowadays something like that do you think that has a place and and it can be done well even though it, it speaks to a small segment of the population overall just in, you know in terms of the demographic yeah yeah that's fine i don't think art needs to be universal you run into problems with that too that's why everybody loves andy warhol and the whole joke was like this universal consumption and everything like that so if, if it's a niche thing that's fine it doesn't have to be like something all of us share, but I mean, that's that that is also part of the human experience. Anyway, Skag's sure. giving me the look. I got to give you the look. All right. Time. Thanks a lot. Bye. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm not giving you the look. This is just not my wheelhouse, so I'm letting it carry on. It's fine. <clears throat> God, why am I I'm getting all congested for some reason? Uh, <clears throat> Future Mech, you're good to go. Uh, well, now Future Mech's good to go. You there? <laughs> Hello. What's on your mind? Hi. Uh, well, uh, this is my first call oh. stream. So. Oh, okay. I, I lost Thank you for a second, me. but you're saying first call? Yeah. So well, thank, thank you for joining. Yeah, sure. 
Um, so, I mean, my, my only, so I'm actually a, a college student, so uh, very much uh, been affected by a lot of the decisions made by, you know, made by the government over the- Sure. And so I guess um, my, my question for you, Matt, really would, um, I, I, I'm, I'm actually very, very much on the stance of like, uh, it, it's, you know, the level of, of like control and a, a, a sort of like authority on this whole situation um, kind of got uh, out of hand, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because everyone was so worried and so, so scared. It sure. kind of kind of shocked the entire system and you know uh the people that tend to gravitate towards power will will eventually gravitate will will t take these opportunities to do so mm -hmm. but in my but also but i also have friends who are very much like not doing so well because of this whole experience they they literally had to like they were kicked out of the they were kicked out of the dorms and some of them don't actually have uh places to say it was only because of the like alums in from my, from my university. Yeah. Well, a lot of people so, get screwed financially too. I don't know what your situation is or your friend's situation, but a lot of people got moved out and they, then they're doing their classes remotely or whatever, but they're not getting refunds. You're still paying a premium price for a product that is of compromised quality in a lot of cases. Yeah, you, you are very much correct. And there, ha I mean, that hasn't really been luckily I will say that I was able to get some form of refund. It wasn't, oh, good. in my opinion, it, yeah, it, it wasn't uh, to the same, I wasn't like, you know, they didn't give like a full kind of refund thing and they, it wasn't even proportional, say half the semester or whatever it would be. But it was, it was something back, which I guess we, appre uh, the students do appreciate. Sure. Myself. But, um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been financial uh, like financially taxing. Yeah. Uh, so um, I guess what would concerning the whole uh, coronavirus, um, there are a lot of like there are a lot of like stories about how like Trump is handling this terribly, and obviously that's <laughs> that's very much like BS because he's because like no one actually knows what they're doing, and from that standpoint. What would you say, like, do you have any input on, like, um, like, what level of, like, interaction or, I guess, hands-on the government should have had in the situation? Because, like, I feel like it, it de they definitely went too hard um, uh, for this to really have any real effect that isn't going to be negative. Are you talking federal government? Are you talking state government or just government generally or... or uh I would say state. I would definitely say states because the states have have really been the ones leading the charge in a sense. Yeah, I mean, this whole episode, I, I've at least been thankful that 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 the federal government has been mostly deferential to the states, and I think some states have gone drastically overboard, as we've been talking about uh, on this show for weeks. But better to have it as a problem in select states rather than a crammed down federal problem. So as far as Trump's handling, um. As, I don't know. I I would knock him on a few communication issues, but that's that's Trump. Like Trump talks Trumpy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. And it, I don't think that any disasters were caused by Trump's Trumpy talk. 
As far as I can tell, the federal government's done a decent job of, of helping get resources where they're needed. We haven't seen hospitals overwhelmed with the exception of maybe isolated instances in, in New York State and the, and the surrounding area. So um, in terms of, of the government management of the actual of the of treating the virus itself, I don't have massive complaints. I have massive complaints with with state and local governments seizing your rights and seizing your liberties in response. And, and what bothers me more is as we've seen this develop, we don't really see a meaningful difference in terms of outcome for places that were more uh, respectful of your, of your rights and liberties versus places that really cracked down. There's not a lot of meaningful difference to show that the places that really cracked down got way better outcomes. And yet you have a lot of those governors coming out, including mine, saying, ooh, my, my ridiculous crackdown was successful. See, our numbers are minimal. The claim of success when success is not necessarily demonstrated uh, is starting to bug me. We're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, and I, I definitely think a lot of that responsibility does fall to the individual uh, governors of those states. Um, I'm actually kind of su- not surprised, but I guess I'm, I'm ha- happily or optimistic because uh, I actually saw an article that came out uh, either t- today or a few a few days ago that basically projected that Trump, uh, despite all the things that have been going on, that that Trump is actually. Uh, in a good place for a re-election, which I would you know. think so. I mean, Biden <laughs> fell asleep while Hillary was endorsing him the other day, or at least it looked like it. Yeah. Anyway, we we gotta let you go, man. But but thanks for calling in. Okay. Thank you very much. Did you see that clip? I'll definitely play it on yeah. Sunday. He looks so think, tired, or maybe you think he was asleep. Maybe he's looking down, so it's hard to tell. I'm on team asleep. sleep. Yeah, but you're not running for president. No, no, I almost fell asleep listening to Hillary. Oh, I didn't. How long was it? I didn't, I'm not going to listen to that whole thing. I don't know. She's so monotone. It's mm. like, if you weren't so evil, I wouldn't care what you were saying. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to that. There's hey. a foot in my ribs. Uh, what's up, Dangerous Spaces? Hey, um, am I coming through too quietly? I've got the it's a little soft. I can probably bump you up here. Yeah, okay, you should be so good. I'm, I've just got someone in the other room talking. I'm just trying to not be too loud. It's a little soft. We can work with it. Um. I'm surprised no one's talked about this. Maybe it's just the time you guys are at in America and no one's really looked at it. Uh, there's information that's been released about General Flynn that indicates that they're basically something that a lot of people were claiming, that he was basically entrapped into yeah. a perjury yeah. trap. And it's like so late in the game that nobody gives a shit anymore. It's really sad. It's like this guy gives his life to service the United States and then everybody shits all over his reputation. And then when he's old, they're like, and he's vindicated. Everybody just doesn't care anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't so followed this closely. Can you give me a, a quick summary of, of what's been well, it's, uncovered again, or alleged? It's just been released, like I'm like, yeah. last couple of hours. Okay. Um. So I'm looking at some of the. So they've got notes from a. I can't remember who it was. I'd have to go find the name. Uh, it's uh, one of the FBI guys that was um talking to him. Mm-hmm. Was it Strzok? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. No, I definitely would remember if it was Strzok or Page. Um, so one of the notes says, what is our goal truth slash admission or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired. Okay. This is FBI agents speaking to each other or what? Uh, so it's notes. Yeah. It sounds like, oh, I see. it okay. sounds like the, it sounds like they're notes. Assholes. Uh, um, what else was there? There was the part where they say. If we're seen as playing games, White House will be furious, which is really not good because that tells me that this isn't something I've done impartially. This is something I've done in coordination with the White House, which 
surely they shouldn't be doing. The whole point is they're supposed to be an impartial thing within the within the government. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's what's rec- the in, what's the nature of the entrapment? What's the allegation there? So so basically, everyone's saying, and it does sound like it, that they're literally just trying to get him to lie so they can charge him with lying. Um, because if you read some of these notes, it doesn't sound like they have any evidence to actually charge him for a Logan Act violation, which I think can be seen for the fact that they haven't charged him with a Logan Act violation. How do you how do you entrap someone into a lie? Like they tricked him to lie, or or what does I think that mean? that's a, well, that's what everyone's uh, reporting on that sentence of. Uh, is our goal for him to tell the truth or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him? And we don't we don't know so, how that question was answered. Do we do we know that? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, hmm. again, these are notes, so I think this yeah. is the guy thinking out loud. Uh, but it does well, sound I mean, like that. Yeah, I mean, like, even the the latter part should never be considered. Is our goal to get him to lie? Why would that ever be the goal? Well, that's under what uh, any circumstances. I think that I think that's the point. Entrapment yeah. might not be the right word, but my point being is they were trying to get him on something because they didn't actually have anything. By the right. Of these. We don't have anything. Therefore, if we can get him to lie to so us, it's a crime. If we can get him to actually do something yeah. illegal in the process of talking to us. So right. basically they've, they've set him up. Interesting. Well, we will, so, we'll have to follow up on this one on Sunday. I'm sure. Yeah, we will. Tiger's so been talking about it. So, so if you have a bit of a look, but it's all over the news and it's actually one of the first sources I saw that talked about it was, uh, someone from CBS. So, okay. So when I look, I looked at that. Went, oh, CBS isn't the type to want to necessarily cover this unless it's um, pretty big. But this is just—it looks like just a couple of pages so far. So, depending on how much more information that comes out, um, it may come to light more that the, this is basically just been one big setup. Sure. All right. So, well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have to look into it. Thanks for the intel. No worries. Have a good uh, good day. Good day, Thank mate. You. Indeed. Thank yeah. you. You guys right. are... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, Marie is up next. Marie, you're good to go. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? How are you guys doing? Uh, you know, trying to maintain positivity as always. How are you? Doing good. Uh, so you guys have previously talked about circumcision a lot. I'm not going to make it a huge thing, but... Um, 20 minutes is yours. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, But I do actually have a friend that growing up, her older sister worked in a lab and they actually Mm. did take the skin from circumcisions and grow it. It was used as um, skin graft skin. Interesting. I do know there is, do have a medical use for it. So there is medical incentive for them to do circumcisions for that reason. Ah. Yeah, don't they uh, use know. it in skin creams too? Yes, I do believe there is um, skin creams as well that they use it for. But um, that was just my personal experience, and I know, you know, I knew somebody that did it for a living. <laughs> kind of crazy. That's ugh, that doesn't sit with me well. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it, but I am super pro circumcision. In case anybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually brought it up to my mom recently and she was like very surprised that I was, you know, against it. And she's like, oh, you know, not a big deal. I'm like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah, hmm. definitely a controversial topic. Oh, um, all right. Thanks for letting us yeah, know. Yeah, I just <laughs> what a that weird. Was a, 
the oh, world like we're living right now that's for sure uh, yeah 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 all right anything else on your mind before we let you go um no i i'm actually also on that uh unemployment train that that earlier person was talking about wow sucks you know it's kind of working out for me in the long run i'm actually paying off a lot of uh debt that Inter interesting using it for for the betterment of my life at least which is no, are you gonna different. are you gonna have a job to go back to when this is all done? Or is yes, that unclear? I'm actually in super high demand. I I'm a hairdresser, so I have oh, yeah. people oh, great. texting You'll... and calling me constantly. Yeah, to yeah. Get back to work. I saw a story. Oh. I might want to talk about it on Sunday. Um, God, what state was it? Was it Texas? They they were doing sting operations on salon or on on women who cut hair, cutting people's ah. hair in their own homes. They were doing sting operations on this. That's, no, that's, I'm, that's where we I'm are. I have like people asking me constantly, like, do you want, you know, do you want some money? Like, and I'm like, I really, I don't want to lose my license. I, it sucks, you know, not, not a government so you, lover, but I have to go by my license and yeah, you your livelihood me, depends they get on taken it. Yeah. Away, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to risk that. That's for So sure. you can cut hair, cut someone's hair for free as a favor. Yeah. I mean, okay. I've seen family, so I've been doing, you know, my dad and my brother usually go to a barber shop, so mm -hmm. I've been cutting their hair. We, we haven't really followed the rules. We had Easter together, and, you know, my grandmother mm -hmm. passed at the very beginning of all this, so we actually had to have her funeral. Uh, only eight of us allowed at the gravesite, you know, just wow. ridiculous crap. I'm sorry to hear that, but, uh, man, that's... Thank you. At least Jeez. it wasn't from the virus. It was, you know, other yeah. other things. And thankfully, they well, didn't label it that either. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It, it's a, it's it's a rough spot in this sort of time where you're already going through something difficult. And now you got a whole bunch of like, you know, ticky tack regulations on top of it. I'm sure it doesn't make it any easier. Yeah, exactly. You could tell the, you know, the funeral director was trying to enforce the rules, but it was, you know, it was difficult for him because we actually know him personally, you yeah. know, but it was just... No, they have to enforce the rules, but they don't agree with it either. What uh, what state are you in, if you're comfortable sharing? I'm in Massachusetts. Oh, so you guys are like kind of one of the, the tougher states for coronavirus, right? You're up there. Yeah, we're getting hit pretty hard right now, it seems. Yeah. I've been, I'm closer actually to the Cape. So I'm, you know, we're not, where I am, we're not really being hit. It's more, you know, Boston and sure. uh, mostly nursing homes, actually. Yeah. I've I think seen, it was like 50% of our deaths here have been nursing homes. I've seen stats higher than that in a lot of states too, like 75, 80% in some states. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. The which town is that crazy. I'm in, we're, you know, we're climbing daily, but we do have a, a slightly older population so it sure. doesn't quite surprise me hmm. but yeah there is a lot there's a nursing home the town near me that had i think 15 plus deaths hmm. last i checked so it's definitely uh hitting those places pretty hard yeah all right well thanks for calling in yeah, no thank you guys we'll talk to you next time yep have a good night Bye. all right we're due for a break again oh, reload this page this is so idiotic. see if it works we'll check in with uh Streamlabs here too uh just uh fack off google says uh hey y'all just wanted to let blonde know that she's you know, this is this is your your admirer she's easily the most beautiful thing i've ever seen on youtube no sarcasm uh matt does r2 does oh does red dead redemption 2 get better i think playing the last of us has set my standard too high i think red dead redemption 2 is a better game than the last of us i've played them both um but if you if you don't like red dead after like I don't know, a couple hours, you're probably just not going to like it. Cause that I, I really loved the way that game started personally, but, uh, but you know, it's not for everybody. 
I usually uh, support through YouTube different alias. Does Streamlabs give you 100%? It does. And thank you for uh, for asking that question. If In case you've had enough of Susan, and who hasn't, um, if you would like to support the show through live contributions like Streamlabs and, and Super Chat, um, Susan takes 30%, and she might delete your money and give it to Planned Parenthood. Super Chat, or uh, Streamlabs, I don't know that I've ever seen Streamlabs delete anything, and Streamlabs doesn't take a fee. In fact, I don't even know how Streamlabs makes their money, because they don't take a fee. Yeah. But somehow they do. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that's a, it's a great point, and thanks for the opportunity to discuss that, and thanks for supporting the show. What do we got over on uh, Super Chat? Um, let's see. If given the opportunity, would either of you guys join a news organization, Blaze TV, Daily Wire, etc.? No. Um, the only thing I would say is if you just want to host my material and not give me any limits or instruction on what I make, maybe, but I value independence too much to, uh, sign over any control of my own content to somebody else. Yeah. And it's easy to say too. It's not like I turned down any offers, man. It's not like anyone's banging down the door to, uh, buy the property that is, uh, my stuff in our show. But I, that's, I, I think we kind of share that. I don't think either one of us is looking to get like bought out by somebody or to get acquired by somebody. No, I just want to coast. It's right into the grave. That's yeah. my plan. You, you want to be... The, 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 the spot to be in, as you've described, is like you want to have made it so you have a stable audience, but not so much that you get like the total Twitter mob after you for every little thing that you say. Right. And then pairing up with somebody that's like emotionally reasonable was a real good decision for me because I can just slide under the radar under your principles and reasonableness. (laughs) Uh, Austin Olson. I'm I'm just using you, Matt. Um, Thanks for blonde. I've invested 4,000 Halliburton last week and they're up a thousand already. Really? Wow. It remains. uh, Well, the market has recovered a little bit, but back, uh, you know, it's still a good time. If you, if you're looking to make investments, don't take my advice. I'm not in, you know, I'm not an investment advisor, but we are virologists though. And immunologists yes. and epidemiologists, just uh, expertise in many fields. Ah. Uh, good, good luck. Good luck on that. You know, if, if, uh, if people are able to, to make some money on investments, that's good news too. Are you oh, getting gosh, kicked or what? Just like right in the, in the ribs or the stomach. I don't even know where mm. my organs are. I hate this so much. All right. Rakuza. Disney just bought the rights to the fish tank killer called Wanda. True story. <laughs> I'll watch Rock. that movie if they I make will. it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Monk. Hey, Blonde. Have you seen Yona Yinton's new video, The Dance of Spring? If you need to pick me up, you should check it out. I will watch it. It's in my... I, she just released it. Your Swedish goddess. Is she Swedish? Mm-hmm. she have coronavirus yet? I hear it's a disaster there. She lives in a town of 10 people, so I, <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Actually yeah. 10. I'm not even exaggerating. Mm. I love you, Yona. I love you. I know you watch the show. Uh, Meloise says, supporting you guys, want to know what the plan is for when Blonde winds up taking time off guest host solo show. Will Blonde have the baby co-host show <laughs> with Matt? Um, we don't know. We don't have a firm plan in place yet. I would expect that there's probably going to be like a, at least a little bit of time off for you. Um, but, you know, I defer to whatever you're able to do. Whenever Blonde wants to come back, Blonde can come back, obviously. Um, it depends on if she is okay with taking a bottle that I pump. Um, but I know that like me as a baby and my siblings and my nieces and nephews will not take bottles. Yeah. And if, um, only. 
if Blonde can't do a couple shows, I'm going to do my best to get someone. I, I'm not going to do solo shows. I, I really I don't want to. I don't like doing them. I like to have somebody to banter with. So I, I have some people in, in mind. I, I haven't made any plans yet because we just don't know how this is going to unfold. But um, but you might see some people guest hosting. That's not roaming millennial. No one hotter than me is the. Role. I haven't even talked to her, but you know, if people if people want her back. We could bring her back. I definitely would like to bring Frank on for a show. If if you yeah. can't, uh, if you can't Maybe do sticks. One. I don't know. I wonder if if he and I could do an entire show together. That'd be an interesting thing to try. Yeah. Maybe. All right, we'll circle back. Uh, all right, last segment of calls here. Keep me on the clock. Uh, I don't know. Is this Elcos? Icos? Uh, I usually say it Icos two eleven. Gotcha. Or Icos we'll go- two one one. All right, let's go with that. Uh, wow, cool. Okay, first time here. Um, I wanted to talk about uh some of the principles of medical ethics and hmm. possibly how they sort of apply in the coronavirus situation. But okay. I feel like it it's probably kind of just repeating what we all. I uh, probably think at this point anyway. Maybe. I don't know. I guess I, I don't, I'm not a great medical ethics mind. Yeah, no, of course. So kind of the four main pillars that we talk about when we talk about medical ethics are autonomy. Obviously, mm. you know, people are free to do what they want. If a patient wants to disagree with you and not take the treatment, they, they can do that. Yeah. Uh, beneficence. So do good for the patient. Um, uh, non-maleficence don't do bad for the patient yeah. uh, but then there's also one called justice mm. and this is the one that people seem to forget about a lot you know the other three are kind of easy it's pretty easy to apply those but justice is the question so the way that i've kind of come to thinking about the coronavirus is like the question of how many quality adjusted life years are we trading mm. in you know, the, the, uh, steps that we've taken versus, you know, the effect of the virus. Yeah. So can you, can you define that term really quick? I think I know, I gather what you mean, but what is a a quality adjusted life year? What do you mean when you say that? So it's basically like, you know, okay. Um, so it's a life, a year of life that's lived in a way that the person wants to live it basically. Okay. Um, so people are so having those removed right now. That's what I would say, because, yeah. you know, as you see unemployment, as you see economic hardship, as you see, uh, you know, just general hardship, you see an increase in, um, you know, people who are in the prime of their lives um, succumbing to deaths of despair, such as, sure. uh, you know, opioid o- overdoses, suicides, that sort of thing. Um you know, physical violence, uh, which increases with poverty, um, you know, interpersonal violence within the household, et cetera. Like these are, and, and just, you know, the general, uh, like emotional traumas that come with, uh, that come with all of those effects. Like you're, you're trading, you know, hundreds of thousands, possibly millions or hundreds of millions of people's years of life, you know, lived in a good way for yeah what i mean you know hmm. average age of death in this country is 78 average age of death from, from the coronavirus is about 78 yeah wow that's yeah i i hadn't thought of it in those terms um okay so so uh, w- what do you have to say about the ethics of that trade-off though is, is there a, is there a calculation here that 
so what is the trade no, of say saved lives for X amount of um, of quality life years or whatever the term you you use to describe it? So I mean, you know, I wouldn't say that there's like a numerical formula that you can apply, but mm -hmm. you know, as because just as a general guiding principle of you know your actions and your recommendations for you know for public good for public health. Um, you know, that needs to be taken into account. And I think that in a lot of different uh, uh, ways, justice is always sort of left out of the accounting in both public health and in like just regular, uh, you know, uh, health care, like even individual health care. But in terms of the coronavirus, when we're sacrificing so many quality adjusted life years, you know, yeah. to try and save, uh, you know, the the very elderly, the people who have already had their, you know, quality of life and their long lives with that quality, um, you know, who are already having dec declining quality of life and who will not be having very much life left. Yeah. For, um, you know, when we're sacrificing the many years ahead of the people who are young and who are active in the workforce and that right. sort of thing for the you know for the or to benefit the population that is at risk yeah. from coronavirus it it doesn't add up it's not it's not a, an appropriate application of justice of medical justice well and i appreciate yeah. that you you discuss the ethics of consent too that is to say you can have a rock solid treatment for my condition but if I don't consent to undergoing that treatment, it would be unethical for you as a physician. I don't know if you're a physician or not or, or what your situation is, but let's say you are. Um, for you as a physician to provide that treatment. Well, by the same token, what are we doing? We're, we're locking people in their homes or at least telling them they can't go out for certain reasons and they can't go to certain places and they can't live the life that they choose because it's for their own good for their own good health outcome, but suddenly the ethics of consent in that context, the way you're describing, that goes out the window. And we view yeah. it as ethical to throw patient consent, so to speak, totally out the out the window in that yeah. context. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, that's not even how, how I had been thinking about that. But mm. I yeah, I I completely agree. Mm. So All right. Well well, thank you for the thoughts. Um, do you mind uh, if you're comfortable disclosing, are you in the medical field? Are you, is that something you're involved in or are you just um, interested in it? I am a medical student. I will gotcha. be a physician here in about a year. Okay. Nice. Well, well, thanks for doing what you're doing and thanks for the uh, interesting thoughts on the topic. Uh, you're welcome. I, as I said, it's probably kind of just in line with what we were all thinking anyway, but. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I think that stuff's really interesting. I think you have to evaluate all this stuff in the context of first principles like that. Otherwise, you're just making it up as you go along. And there's been way too much making it up as you go along in this entire episode for my liking. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You need to have a guiding philosophy that yes. you come to your decisions based on. Yes, I agree. Well, thank you. Have a good night. All right. Yeah. You too. Thanks. Uh, Spader's up next. Where's uh, maybe Spader had to take. A, oh, no, no. He is here. Why can't I ever find people? It's in alphabetical order. And I can't find where people are. Such a dummy. Uh, Spade, are you there? Yep, I'm here. What's on your mind? Well, uh, to be honest, just my... Uh, I'm having trouble keeping the uh, Tenth Commandment 
given the way that legalize has been acting recently. We, what do we have server drama? Is that what you're saying? Not quite. No, it's just, uh, you know, the, the 10th commandment, thou shall not, uh, have envy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude is making isn't more it, than co- I isn't am. That the covenant oh, I see. Covenant. I see. Yeah. Mm, it may be coveting. All right. Anyway, point being legalize is, uh, has been regaling us with the stories of, uh, how great life is and, uh, not going to lie stings. Well, it, 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 seriously speaking, and I know he's being tongue in cheek. Th- what we're doing is a recipe for disaster. We're incentivizing people to get on those unemployment, uh, on, on, on those unemployment benefits even if they do it shadily by leaving their job technically being laid off, but actually just kind of leaving by choice if they can swing it. And then the other effect is exactly what you're describing. Do you really want a society where people who are, are working hard in some, in many cases, quote unquote, on the front lines, or or sometimes even earning quote unquote hero pay for coronavirus. If you work at a grocery store or other essential business yet, the guy who does some other job deemed non-essential is now getting more money to not work than you are to work in your essential job. And you can't be laid off because it's essential. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's uh, the situation. It's something else. It's it's bad. It's a bad circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. I work at, I work at a grocery store, which is fine. Like, and the whole, like the front lines thing is sort of like, that's uh that's, you know, there are people who are like that, but I, I mean, I don't live in New York. It's not, it's not anywhere near that. Level sure. Of that. I'm not. And, and, and seriously speaking, I, I know that you're probably joking halfway, but there's, but even if you're dead serious about like, yeah, I have a lot of bitterness about that. You, you should, this is a totally backward system we've constructed that is rewarding people incentivizing and rewarding people not to work. And I don't say that with disdain toward any of the people who are taking advantage of these benefits. That's the logical decision to make. I say that with disdain for the people who set up this structure. Right. It is a nonsensical structure that will destroy our society if it carries for on. Sure. Thankfully it's temporary mm-hmm. in theory. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see it on that front and some places, not so much uh, legalized mm-hmm. are mostly memeing, although it is kind of funny. No, yeah. really, I wanted to uh, talk to you. You mentioned earlier uh, wanting to read some C.S. Lewis books. I have some recommendations if you're interested. Uh, maybe I still I, I keep saying one of these days I'm going to listen to uh, Mere Christianity. I am. So I, I would say, um, would you, do you think that's a good one to start with? Or is there something I should be looking at? That, before that would be I, a good one to start yeah, with. So I, yeah, so I've got I, the audio book. So I've got the audio book. So I should probably just get through that. And I should... Uh, you know, normally I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of YouTube when I'm doing work or doing stuff around the house. So maybe I should just put those aside for a day or two and listen to this thing. I need to mow the lawn. So it'd probably be good lawn mowing listening. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much podcast you listen to, but like the entire audiobook is like five hours or so. It's oh, so short. it's like a really long podcast. I, yeah. I could do that. Like I could a, do that uh, tomorrow. Dan really. podcast, basically. But the thing is, like, I, I assume I got to listen to this thing word for word attentive. Like, I can't just put it on in the background while I do the dishes or something. Right? I mean, it depends on the way that uh, you digest information. The, the One of the times I've read it, I over the times I've read it, a few of the times I've just done it as sort of background noise. And it's relatively plain language. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, it depends on the person, but it's not inconceivable that you could have it on in the background doing other. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, I will stop making excuses and I will listen to it. If you had to give me one recommendation for what I should, if if I feel like this that the mere Christianity is is what I'm looking for and it, it connects with me, what what should I go to after that? Um. So there are uh, a number of good ones. I think Abolition of Man would probably be my recommendation after Mere Christianity. That's my uh, okay. one of my personal favorites. Screw Tape Letters is also really, really good. Although I'd okay. say, you know, maybe hold off on that one a little bit. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for the recommendation, man. Yeah. Thanks for being around. Uh, I have it we'll on Amazon. You, you can log into my account. Listen to oh, it. Oh, there you go. Uh... Gannon is good to go. You're up, Gannon. Hey, guys. How you going? Hey. Doing all right. Always love to hear an Aussie accent. Oh, you don't get many of them on this program. but um, Just a yeah, few. But the, yeah. the same team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd call in to briefly mention an aspect of Catholic social teaching that I think should be discussed more, hmm. particularly given the appetite for power and control that we're often seeing in, in federal governments these days. And you may have heard of it. It's called the principle of subsidiarity. Is that does that ring any bells for you guys? Or maybe it does not. It does not for me. No. It's okay, probably a, get the no, an aspect of Catholicism I should be familiar with, but I'm not because I'm yeah. Well, it's Catholic. um, it's uh, it should be particularly interesting to you, Matt, given your inclination to the more practical aspects of Catholicism at this stage rather than the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do think you should listen to that uh, audio book. Um, the principle of I'm going to do it tomorrow, man. I'm going to, I'm actually going to do it tomorrow. I swear to God. You'll be able to mow the lawn, do the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of chores around hours. and, and, uh, there are a lot of chores that need to be done and I have no excuse not to do it. Cause I was gifted this thing like weeks ago. So yeah. I need to actually do it while you're building your next IR or something. But, um, the, <laughs> yeah, the, once I get my Corona <laughs> check, maybe yeah. no, I got to save some money. Of, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyway, this, the principle of subsidiarity states that a central authority should have a subsidiary function and, and only perform those tasks which can't be performed at a more local level. So it basically protects the freedom and the dignity of the individual by insisting that social and political issues should be handled at the most local level consistent yeah. with their resolution, so rather than being subsumed by a higher authority. Um, you know, so it yeah. blocks the centralising power um, of the state by allowing its involvement only when requested. And it's a bit of a weird word, you know, because it comes from the Latin subsidium, which means to help or to assist. So it means that a that a higher level of government should only be there to provide an assistance to lower levels rather than unnecessarily making decisions for them, you know. So the end result would be that, you know, producers free citizens who mm-hmm. are then encouraged to create strong families, which, as you well know, uh, produce close-knit communities that then join together to form states, which then unite to form nations, obviously. Right. So sure. it's it's sort of the, the whole concept is woven into the U.S. Constitution anyway, the spirit of it anyway, and it's something that should be considered more by governments, in my opinion, anyway. Mm. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Um, it sounds like it's right anyway, up, um Yeah. Matt's out. I feel sorry to talk yeah, to you, sure. You look terrible. I feel really bad taking up your time. You should be in bed or something. No, it's fine. She's just kicking me like right in the ribs and the stomach and it really hurts. <laughs> sure. so. Yeah. I just have sure. to power through it. I have I have eight more weeks of this and I that means I have 16 shows that I'm going to have to. Yeah, this show is only going to get better from here. Yeah. Really. We're praying yeah. for you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks um, for the thoughts, so- man. 
just before I go, I've just been sure. thinking about some of your contingency planning, Matt, for mm -hmm. when Blonde does become temporarily unavailable in a couple of months' time. And yeah. I think it's obvious. I think the easiest and most logical solution would just be to get Blonde's mum in to fill in for an episode or two. I mean, look, there'd be no need to change studios or anything. She'd be there yeah. already. She could just jump in the chair and go, you know. It's true. <laughs> I've actually really pitched good. this to my mom. Because, really? because she's hilarious, um, but she's virulently anti-Semitic and uh, like cripplingly shy. It's a strange combination. <laughs> That's going to be a very weird. Yeah, that'll be a weird presentation. Yeah, it'd be so, really good. Yeah. Darlene could call in. You know, Darlene could call in, <laughs> yeah, and they could that's... they could basically save the boomer generation in weekly installments. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Roaming millennial not required. Be That's awesome. true. We Have could we could switch up the uh, the intro a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, All right. guys. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, man. So yeah. Have a good one. Uh, Kellen is up next. Kellen, you're good to go. Hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, right. What's first, uh, first, I'd like to apologize for pushing my time too, too much last time I was here. So I'll try I, and keep it. Brief, I can't but... even recall. So <laughs> okay, I'm well, sure it's not a big deal. I, Everybody gets five it. minutes because I can't count to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I get it. But uh, uh, I was I was talking about YouTube. We 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 got a whole thing there. So I thought I thought I'd keep the subject uh, there. And uh, but okay. I thought I'd ask. I mean, today I was working on an odd project for work. Normally I'm doing lots of stuff like uh, I'm doing kind of ads on Facebook for a financial firm. Mm -hmm. uh, but my boss had me edit. Uh, some one of his friends like cut them out, crop them out, and do a fun edit of them dancing to music. Like they were dancing already, so I just did an edit like that. And I just thought uh, I was just thinking tonight, uh, what kind of edits? Like I know that the, a lot of your stuff is relatively straightforward in terms mm -hmm. of the kind of uh, videos you edit, but uh, you both have I uh, done video editing, I assume, well, uh, blonde as well with her uh, Motherland channel. So mm -hmm. I was just curious. Uh, what have been some of your most fun challenges or uh, or approaches to certain effects or certain things that you've done in the past? Oh man, I I hardly do any. You're good uh, at editing. My my channel, like when my channel was like in the earlier days of my channel, I used to do more like I don't know, just like cutaway bits or like weird, you know, comedic inserts, and I'll still do them sometimes if the circumstances are right. Um, yeah, but, the, but it's more but, so clips. Yeah, but well, you know, I'm talking about like photoshopping a character, moving them oh, across yeah, yeah. the screen, that kind of stuff. I've really right. not done any sort of technical motion graphics, and I mean, a lot of times the comedy of the bit is how shitty it is graphically. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm not <laughs> yeah, great with no. effects. But the most complicated uh, stuff that I've done is like, I mean, I wouldn't even say it like as an accomplishment or a source of pride, but just uh, if you can just if you can. Like in a video editing program, create a character that's doing movement across the screen according to how you want him to move. Like that, that stuff. When you got to go frame by frame to create an animation, basically, yeah. that's mm -hmm. a pain in the ass. And I hardly ever yeah. do it. But that's about as technical as I'll get. Right. Yeah. That's that's my life, basically. I do stop mm -hmm. motion for yeah. uh, Lego oh, stuff. Wow. So <laughs> I mean, if, if I have to sync like an hour or more into like a 10 second piece of movement. It's, it's rarely worth my time to do that. But yeah, that my, my stuff's pretty bad by most uh, quality standards. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't go that far, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a very tedious process, but, uh, yeah. but, but uh, that's what I particularly enjoy. I've, I've been uh, able to just kind of yeah. take, take no, bits I... of my own conversations and, 
edit funny, like do my own animations to them, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, and this yeah. show and, and my own content is yeah. more of it's more of just sitting down and planning a logical sequence of discussion points. For and sure, I, yeah. It, I, what I do is a lot more tedious than like what people do. Like if you're doing PragerU graphics or something, you can do cool right. stuff. Right. But I enjoy that part of it. I enjoy sitting down and looking at like, okay, here's a, a, a whole bunch of complicated but interrelated pieces of information. How can we arrange these in a way that it's consumable to a person who's listening to it? Have you ever I done a video where process. you're not visible? Those are always a oh, challenge yeah. in editing. They, yeah, I can tell you that by hands down. And I, 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 wish I, I wish I got myself more in that field because uh, I make videos that are like a minute, two minutes tops. And uh, not not the, not the healthiest for the YouTube algorithm there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least, but uh, but hey, all right. Uh, it's still st- you got to do what you're good at, and you got to do what you like. So, so I'm, well, I really enjoyed watching your guys' stuff. Uh, well, keep it up. Well, thanks, and thanks for calling in. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks. You have a good one. Take care. You as well. Uh, okay, we got time for maybe a couple more. It looks like we're decently light on questions tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we can do. Two quick calls to close. Does that sound fair? Okay. Uh, let's see. Jacinto. Jacinto, you're good to go. I can't hear anything. I can't either. We'll give him a second. Hello? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. Um, hi. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't think, I didn't know if I was going to get on. Lucky um, you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to you for Matt since about 2016 or so. Oh, well, thanks Never for sticking called. around. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, you're the kind of person I wish was my neighbor. <laughs> well, I need to do a better job of being friends with my neighbors, so maybe you can just move next door and we can solve that issue. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling from uh, from Santa Clara County, okay. California. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't have a lot else to do here because we're going to be locked down for another month or so. Oh, man. So another I, uh, month? I can't even... Hearing you complain, so... Uh, that hmm. I needed to talk to somebody, so. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just every time I listen to the governor talk about this, like we're not going to listen to any protesters or anything. We're just going to look at the data and the scientists, and maybe we'll open up if. But if we see the slightest sign of anything close down again, probably be in and out of that for the foreseeable future. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because it's never been. When you lock down, you are simply delaying future infections. That's yeah. the theory. So, of course, yeah. if you allow people to mingle more closely, you would expect additional infections. Why is it that yeah, they expect and... to... It seems to me that a lot of those politicians in California, they expect to allow people out freely, but infections are not going to increase. Mm-hmm. How's that going to happen? Yeah. I I don't know what they think. I, I mean, I... Never been one, you know. I've literally never had the pleasure of voting for someone in county where got elected. And sometimes there's actually no Republicans. There's only Democrats on the, on the ballot. Yeah, so. yeah, because California has jungle <laughs> primaries, so you might yeah. get uh, just two Democrats running against each other or something like yeah. that, right? Is I, that how it I, works I, out? I've seen, that is how it's worked out. Oh man. So, but I mean, I, my family is. I've been here for has been here for three generations or so. But I'm seriously thinking about moving away. Well, and the, I. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they don't change much. Soon. I feel I, I I really feel for you guys who are in that spot because y- you have an emotional connection to the place that you grew up, and mm-hmm. and yeah. you want it you want it to succeed, you want it to flourish. You don't just want to bail on that place. And 
I, I, yeah. as much as I like to rip on California, sincerely, I, I, <laughs> I feel bad for that spot and I don't want it to happen here in Montana, but I think it might mostly because yeah. you Californians moving here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It is interesting. A lot of like my boss just moved to Washington state. And... Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we gotta, we'll, we gotta let you go, but final thought if you want it. Um, I just love everything you do. I really, Matt, I really, and blonde too. I feel bad for you, blonde, seeing you wincing there. Um, it's okay and, it's gonna uh, get worse it's okay i'm stopping a pussy about this and we'll be praying for a safe delivery but i did oh, want to you. say that i rely on all your content for uh my news i tell people about it too so well, well th- thank you and i i appreciate uh yeah i mean word of mouth is is the only option i have now so you know susan's never gonna uh promote my material Never. to somebody new so yeah really you know if, if people are sharing it around i appreciate that a ton that's a huge help yeah and just thankful for everything you do and keep it up sure thanks man thanks, and good man. luck yeah thank well, that was nice Indeed. everybody's so nice <laughs> all right we'll give uh adult male con oh adult male content had to leave i was gonna give him last word we'll try muddy back muddy back you there I don't hear anything. Muddy back. Mike muted. Otherwise, uh, Mike Maddock is, uh, he might have had to take off. Sorry, it automatically muted. Oh, there we go. You got last word. What's on your mind? Oh, no way. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I've got two things I want. It's not really that important. So, um, hi. Thanks again for talking. Um, sure. Thanks for calling in. So, you're from the Montana area. You've been here for a while. Is there usually like this much road work going on? Because I just drove here from Portland today. It's fucking insane. Where are you? What part of the state? Bozeman. Oh, you're in Bozeman. Yeah. What? Where's the road work? There's hardly any around where I drive. There. What part of the city? What part of the city are you in? Oh, I'm talking like the entire highway. Every every five to ten. Oh, interstate. Yeah. So you drove in from the west. From from Portland, yeah. Yeah, so I, I've headed I've headed east. I went we went east last weekend, but I haven't gone west down I ninety for a good long while actually. So I have no well, idea. Uh, but assuming I guess they're fixing it up. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, I get it. No one's driving right now, so do all the road work. But fuck, is it inconvenient for me? <laughs> Big dislike. Well, what are you um, doing in town? What, how long are you here? Oh, I'm, visiting, I'm visiting my buddy. Uh, he he works here as a teacher. And, and you um, didn't even send me an email. Well, I didn't want to be a weird creep because I know that there's <laughs> like a subset of fans, no offense fans, who are a little are a little too, you know, to my friend. But well, uh, yeah, if you want to get a beer, I'm going to be here for five days. No, seriously speaking, people roll through town and it's been fun to meet people when they do. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know where we're supposed to get a beer. But um, but maybe we can oh, figure God. something out. If you... Yeah, that's well, the thing. Right. I don't know where the hell we're supposed to go. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I if you're if you're here through the weekend or something, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm here through. Uh, it's probably Sunday, Monday. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, send me send me an email. But you know, you don't have to. You got stuff to do. I'm just saying. I I say that to a lot of people drive through on I-90, and and uh, seriously speaking, everybody out there. Send me an email. I can't always meet up, but generally speaking, my experiences meeting up with people have been really fun. Oh, rad. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe we can do that. I'll send you an email. Sure. But um, my, my actual question, um, it was for Blonde, if that's okay. It's, yeah, it's sure. Short. Um, sure. So regarding cognitive dissonance, Blonde, um, like I noticed you're, you're actually a pretty strong, empowered woman, you know? 
You've got this own, your, own, your own business here. You're very um, opinionated, you know. Um, but do you ever find that sort of your personality clashes against uh, the structure by which you uh, desire to live your life? The, oh, yeah, um, constantly. It's a huge problem. And, like, I really hope my daughter, because I'm having a girl, like, I hope that she's not like this. I hope that she has, like, a more natural, demure quality about her that I really lack and really fight with. And the only way that I was able to compensate for my lack, of, like, my inability to submit is to marry somebody mm -hmm. that is so dominant that it like led me to a dating pool of like 1% of people. Um, it, yeah, it was just like an impossible situation, but that was the only way that it was going to work because women, they just typically don't respect men that aren't more dominant than they are. So, uh, so yeah. women that turn out like me, although a lot of it's my fault for being career oriented and a bunch of other dumb stuff. Um, they, they really limit their dating choices. So I lucked out <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you think you're going to do that, though? I mean, like, I'm not saying you're not a good model for what you, you know, want her to be. But, um, are you going to, yeah. like, use a bunch of... Oh, it dipped him out. It dipped him out. But in the interest of time, man, he probably... It sounded like he was on mobile, maybe. Yeah. We'll probably have to just leave it there, unless you have additional commentary. Oh, like, or... how am I going to help my daughter be more submissive when I have such a dominant personality? I yeah. mean, it's, it's going to be a struggle, but... I think it's going to be one of these things where I'm like, listen, this is what I, what didn't work out in my life. Hmm. <laughs> and this caused me problems and just hoping that I can reason with her. But by then it'll already be ingrained. Um, I don't know. I mean, sometimes you end up with a kid that's like personality wise, totally not at all what you would expect. Hmm. So maybe she'll be super shy and introverted and that would be awesome. Transgender Muslim fingers crossed. <laughs> I will lose my mind. Uh, all right. She's going to rebel against her mom, become a transgender Muslim. Or a uh, demure introvert. Appreciate all the calls tonight, guys. Uh, thanks for your patience. And I know, uh, as always, we can't get to everybody, but we're doing the best we can. If you're having trouble getting into the live room or uh, you want to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, please do send us a question. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put uh, call in show question in the subject line. And um, we will get to your questions at the end of the show each week, as we will right now. Management says, uh, section of a monarch that could be performed by an election from the Council of States. The elephant, oh, selection. This is kind of the, the monarchy issue we were talking about before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Constitutional monarchy. Selection of a monarchy or a monarch could be performed by an election from the Council of States. The elephant in the room is... With a balkanized state, do you allow states to interfere with other states by use of the federal government? Montana's representatives could protect the rights of Californians, but the same channels could be used for tyranny. Uh, I'm not sure I follow fully. Do you allow states to interfere, interfere with other states by use of the federal government? Well, I, I, I guess what I would say, whether you're doing a constitutional republic like we have right now or a constitutional monarchy, I do, of course, I like the, the concept of decentralizing power, localizing power as much as possible. But I do believe at the end of the day, you got to have some baseline set of values that makes you a country. Yeah. To that end, I, I don't have a huge problem with the federal government getting involved in enforcing a federal constitution. As long as that constitution is, is minimal and... and yeah. you know, appropriate in its scope. We're seeing Bill Barr do that right now. But He's what's talking the point about, of... 
like true balkanization? I would say where you have no fundamental shared values. Well, I guess he says a balkanized state, doesn't he? So if you don't, if you don't have those shared values, then, then what are you defending in that other state in the first place? You know? Yeah. But uh, isn't that, I mean, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> maybe. Um, I guess, I, I guess I don't really, I'm not sure I fully understand the question, but if I'm getting at the spirit of it, like Bill Barr's coming out this week and saying, um, in certain states and localities, we believe there there may be constitutional infringements going on with these coronavirus crackdowns. We may assign federal prosecutors to go in and, and bust this up yeah. or attempt to. Uh, I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that in concept. That is to say, if we're enforcing the Constitution of the United States, I you know I say this as someone who's not a fan of federal intervention, but we got to have some baseline membership to what it means to be a state in the, in the United States of America. Otherwise, what are we doing? If we don't, then what do we have in common? Why are we even associated at all? Mm -hmm. I agree. That needs to be really limited. It needs to be limited to, well, in the way our federal constitution already is. But, um, but that would be my stance on it. Uh, as long as, as long as it is defined and limited in scope, then, uh, federal intervention in the States is not the worst thing. It might be necessary. Ugh, gross. This is from Henry. Michigander here. Is that how you say it? Michigander? Uh, it's, is it denonym is the term? That's the best denonym in America, I think. That's a great one. I actually got to meet Debbie Dingle and have breakfast with her last July because I won a scholarship. Mm. So seeing Matt rebut her, rebut her last week um, was a very interesting crossover. Mm. Anyway, do you foresee the issue of these pandemic restrictions becoming less of a partisan issue in the coming weeks? I can't believe how partisan they've become. That is, it, it is becoming like conservatives and Republicans want to open, Democrats and liberals want to stay closed. I don't know. A lot of conservatives want to stay closed. I suppose. It's not as clean split. But if anything, I think this is going to become more partisan, actually. I think this is, I don't know. I, I wouldn't foresee it becoming less partisan. I actually anticipated this being more of a partisan issue. But if you, do you think it's going to, what direction is it going to go from here? Because, I don't know. I mean, I think that everybody's kind of losing their mind. Uh, I mean, it seems like Trump is more on the, more vocally on the open up side, even though he criticized Brian Kemp in Georgia, but you know, he's tweeting out liberate Minnesota, liberate Virginia, liberate Michigan, whoever. Yeah. Did you see Elon Musk today? <laughs> yeah, I did. And I always uh, knew that guy was like secretly woke. He he's he yeah, he's got some interesting things to say. I just um, know he's at home like smoking a joint <laughs> talking about this with his weird girlfriend. Let me put it this way the more Trump comments on it, the more partisan it's gonna get. And I think Trump's gonna comment on it more. Yeah. That's that's kind of my theory. This is from Paul. What are the chances that pro sporting events resume a month from now? No, not gonna I happen. heard um, MLB has a plan to start playing games, or they're they're throwing they're making a plan to start playing games. But Major what are the chances? League baseball. Yes, sorry. Uh, I think there's a good chance you'll see sporting events resume in some capacity, but sporting events with a full uh, audience, full stadium, no no chance. Yeah. Maybe reduced capacity stadiums. Uh, but even sports on just televised sports would be pretty welcome for those of us who don't hate those things with, uh, with a passion. Uh, 
I've, I've, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see some games. I'd like to have some baseball on TV or something. I've just tuned out of sports entirely ever since the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steven, um, could the president send the FBI into arrest a mayor or governor for deeding your right to the constitution? Interesting. Um, arrest. Well, what would, what would the crime be? I suppose. Uh, I think that the F I think the feds could, I think federal prosecutors could challenge laws or enforcement that's going on across the country in court, but actually arrest the local officials. I don't know. What's the crime that they're committing? I suppose uh, breach of the constitution, but that's not really a crime. Did, didn't they take a in vow the statutory to the constitution um, above all else? But is there a statutory basis for the feds to go in and arrest them for that? I think the proper remedy is just you challenge that in court and you see what the what the rules are for those local officials. I, I'm not particularly interested in like jailing people. Uh, that that seems like it might be a step too far. You need some I sort mean, of criminal basis to do that. Want to bring back treason? Well, bring it is the only con- it, it's the only constitutionally defined crime. I don't know how you treason mean treason is defined as what aiding of enemies or comforting enemies uh, in the Constitution. So I don't know that you really have a treason element here. The dictionary definition is the crime of betraying one's country, especially by attempting to kill the sovereign or overthrow the, overthrow the government. Right, but we const, uh, treason is defined in the Constitution, Let's for, see, the, what the Constitution for the purposes of our country. Okay, treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person yeah. shall be convicted of treason. Unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. How have we not killed like half the people in the FBI right now? <laughs> well, I, but I don't know that you have a, a case for treason in terms of like the, you know, these overbearing governors and stuff, according to that definition. What, if, what about if they're in cahoots with the Chinese? Giving aid and comfort to the Chinese? Uh, maybe. I don't know that that's really the criticism against a lot of these people. Diane Feinstein comforts a lot of Chinese people. She sure does. They drive her around. They comfort yeah. her. <laughs> uh, incompetent hands. I want the lockdowns to end, but I worry that every third person is going to flip if I get within 17 feet of them without wearing a hazmat suit. I want to be agreeable, and I will put up with these bootlicking sheep Oh, I want to be agreeable, but I will put these bootlicking sheep through a wall. Do you guys have tips for de-escalating these situations? Do you think uh, confrontation is voidable? Matt, I usually agree that we should try to change minds, but the booga flu is, is turning me. <laughs> Ideas on how we facilitate balkanization post-COVID. I saw um, Andrew Sullivan. Uh, what does he do? He writes articles. He's like an op-ed guy or whatever. Journalist, something like that. Posted on Twitter him walking down a street and he's just walking down the sidewalk and two women are jogging past him. And it's a narrow, a narrow ish sidewalk in a city. And he's like lecturing them for not socially distancing enough while jogging past him. It's like, well, what, what the hell are they supposed to do? You can also move out of the way. Right. But he didn't. (laughs) He's saying, Oh, I got you on tape. I have you recorded and all this. Um, I, I don't know. It's tough for me to say. I mean, my default is not to get close to people anyway. I'm the sort of guy that like, you know, I, I park at the end of the parking lot. So nobody even parks next to me. That's the kind of guy that I am. 
And I live in a space, in a place that is uh, conducive to that. Yeah. But if you live in an urban environment where you can't easily avoid people, I think that you're going to have to just take a lot of extra steps to do everything you can to get as far away from people as possible, but to be as deferential as possible, even when people say some real bullshit. Because they're going to say some bullshit, and the bottom line is people saying bullshit is never justify is never justification for your self defense. You're gonna get in trouble. Uh, you're if someone just says some bullshit and you get physical about it, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, I mean, do we really have to be distancing though? Do we? I think again, I think that these answers should be answered by the individual, and I think that if you're the sort of person that doesn't accept the risk and the reality of being outside in the public, just don't go outside. I am not gonna lecture anyone for brushing by me at a grocery store or something like that. But there are a lot of people who will to his point. And you're going to have to, you're, I, I hate to give you the unsatisfying answer, but you're just, you're going to have to be as patient as possible because you're only going to get yourself in serious trouble. If you try to get confrontational with people. That's true. Yeah. This is from Chicho faced with a virus that is that with a 100% fatality rate, and an infection rate of 50%, half the Earth's population would be wiped out. What response would you advocate for? <laughs> How different would that response be to a lesser virus? I mean, in a situation... 100%. Yeah, in a situation like that, um, you know, I would not have economic concerns because the immediate danger of the disease, I'd be more worried about dealing with that than like starvation down the line. Yeah. I mean, interestingly, in that case, I'd probably defer to my default answer even more. That is to say, I don't think the government could do a great job of protecting you from coronavirus. In that situation, no chance the government has any ability to protect you. You need to retreat to your own bunker immediately Mm -hmm. and you need to wait it out because that's some like end of days shit. Yeah. 100% fatality rate, 50% infection, like half of everyone you know is dead. Um, I mean, what response would you advocate for? I would contend that that's a that's basically an anarchy situation. That's basically an apocalypse situation. Yeah. So I don't think that a public response really does matter. I think that that's like hopefully you you have a good prepping plan. You have a a good situation set up for yourself individually because everything else is going to be secondary. Yeah. Um, Free free scones on guns and relationships. Matt, what is your <laughs> Matt is your woman into guns. Uh she is on principle cuz you know she's uh she's, she's just uh she's a she's a far right individual. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh she had actually never shot a gun until uh she met me and then she came out here. So that was and that 2 years. And super fun. She's like That was 2 years ago. Actually she doesn't really enjoy it. That was I, 2 years ago? Yeah, we've known each other for 2 years. I actually first met her in person right about 2 years ago right now. Wow. In April 2018. Time uh, she, she likes guns as a concept, but she doesn't really like shooting them that much. I would like to go shooting much more than we do. She's probably listening right now, mad at what I'm saying, but she knows what I mean. Like she, I don't think she enjoys the action of shooting that much. She just likes the appeal of, of having guns and being armed and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, if not, how does that go? Well, obviously she now she's texting me. Uh, <laughs> don't out me, bro. Uh, 
how does that go? No, I, I don't think that given um, given my values and my lifestyle that I would be able to be with somebody who was like passionately anti-gun. Somebody well, who yeah. thought that. Why bother? Yeah. Uh, more generally, what have uh, your or both of your experiences been with dating and guns? What about dating and uh, CCW? Um, Wouldn't date a guy that doesn't shoot guns. And then my second date with my husband, he took me to dim sum and then we shot guns and then we made out in his truck. It was <laughs> well, there you go. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, she and I, I mean, we do go shooting. Um, I don't know, maybe in the summer, maybe like once every couple of weeks, once a month, something like that. Not frequently, but it is a, it is a fun experience. And, and I, at the end of the day, it's important to me for her. She doesn't have to be like some Annie Oakley, you know, uh, and I don't have to force her to love target shooting, but for the safety and security of our family, I do need her to be proficient. And sometimes being proficient is just being convincing. That is to say, you can deter a threat without ever firing a shot. Indeed, that should be your goal. You don't ever want to fire unless absolutely necessary. But if someone can be convincing with their operation of a gun, hold it like they know what they're doing with it, uh, operate it like they know what they're doing with it, yeah. that's intimidating in and of itself to a to a threat and so that that's you know uh, that's kind of where we've tried to get at this point you don't have to be a sniper you just have to be able to know what you're doing if a, if a situation required it and she likes that stuff so there's been no conflict it's not a conflict thing but yeah if you're in a situation where uh you're someone who believes in your right to defend yourself and you're trying to date or be with someone who doesn't believe in that uh good luck yeah, I I don't know what you because I'm you're not going to hide it. What are you going to do? You're going to concealed carry in your own house to yeah. hide it from your wife? Like I, I don't know, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, just, just keeps laughing about this. All right, um, that's all we got for questions, right? Oh, let me reload the super chats. Uh, thanks for sending us questions, guys. Again, if you want to send us email questions, it's beautyandthebeta at gmail dot com. Colin, show question in the subject line. Midwives, probably... if you're a midwife, please email me. I'm not getting any prenatal care. Karen, I have questions about what's going on. <laughs> okay. I just got two over on Streamlabs if you're... Oh, I've got a bunch, yeah. uh, but you can go ahead. Uh, Raggle Fraggle says, thanks for the words of encouragement, guys. I don't know if you heard, but my state governor just extended our lockdown to the 15th, and I'm fuming over it. That's Hopefully terrible. this all will come to an end, and if not, then it's boog time. I'll see you all Sunday. Um, God, man. Uh, yeah, hopefully... Th- I. C- I saw some polling on this. People are already getting sick of this. And there was a polling that said if this went on for months on end, a hundred percent of people said they would snap. So, and it's already like a quarter of people who said they've had enough. I go to target like twice a week, even though I don't need anything just because I'm bored. I did that today. Like I, I, you know, Wednesdays are usually my day off mostly or a day off mostly, but I've, I've spent so much time playing video games or doing other things with my free time that I was just like, I'm just going to go to the post office to check my mail. That's it. That's the reason I'm going to go into town. And there wasn't even anything in the PL box. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I, I needed to get out of the house. I just needed to go for a drive. People are going to lose uh, their minds. So you're, uh, you're not alone in that. And JM says, uh, COVID-19 is a big deal because the most selfish generation in history, <laughs> boomers. I got angry boomer mail this week. You can't, you can't. And it was from me. like boomer gmail.com or something. Yeah, it wasn't even a, he didn't even give me a real uh, email address. I'm boomers sick have, of you complaining about boomers. boomers. <laughs> have lived their life 
uh, made their money and want to cling to a few more years, even if it screws over everyone else who has yet to finish or even uh, starting their lives. Um, I think some of that is, I think some of that is fair. What I would say is, yeah, you have every right to um, to be afraid and to and to uh, to live your life according to that that <laughs> what caution. Somebody just said boomers can't even die without ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be as fair as possible. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, be, I'm not mad at anybody who who thinks this is a very serious thing and that they have to radically alter their life to accommodate. Um, that's great. You you can stay at home. You can isolate. There are lots of protective measures you can take for yourself. I don't agree that it entitles you to the control of everybody else to accommodate you. I just don't agree to that premise. That's it. That's it on uh, Streamlabs. And thanks to uh, our guys supporting us over on DLive tonight, too, Darth Jones and uh, Jubilum. Thank you, guys. How is she even sideways? I'm so pregnant. How is she sideways? She's supposed to be vertical. I can see her head just... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Eric Burns Marsh. Medical news is what Susan does not want broadcast. Everything else is World Health Organization public relations. I know this thing with the doctors this week, I was fuming. Have you watched through that entire uh, press yeah, conference? It's yeah. excellent. Uh, those doctors, like I wanted to take the reporters heads and smash the and smash their heads together. And I, I agree with the critics who say their math is kind of fuzzy without getting into the details on that. But I don't understand this criticism that people say they own urgent care clinics. Who gives they, a shit? They make money being doctors. You can't trust them as opposed to whom? Yeah. As opposed Doctors to, make a lot of money. Like, what do you want? And, and hospitals, even nonprofit hospitals, doesn't mean they don't make money. It means that they they invest their profits back into the business, theoretically. But healthcare is massive business. And I don't even say that to me. Like, I don't say that dismissively. That's the reality. People work to make money. Yeah. I, I'm not going to dismiss these. Oh, they 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 earn a buck off their off their profession. Yeah, so does everybody else. Well, that's why they went to school for like ten years. Yeah, doesn't discredit their perspective. No, I mean I realize what I did just did as an appeal to authority, but um, we're doing that constantly anyway. So it's nice to hear some other perspectives. And yeah. they made that video at great personal expense because they were just getting raked over the coals by a lot. Of people. Oh, if I lived in Bakersfield, I'd be like, my man, you're my doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, Raymond Jones masks required in Illinois starting on Friday. Yeah. Went to grocery store today and was one of the few not wearing a mask. Some Karen tried staring me down. I stared right back until she walked on. That's what we need to do. Even here in North Idaho, like I'm getting some looks because I'm like waddling around without a mask. Hmm. I'll see some like obese. I already have my line ready. Like some obese old lady walked past me and like one of these days they're going to be like, where's your mask? And I'm going to be like, I don't have, um, I'm, I'm not geriatric and obese, so I don't really have any underlying health conditions. Do I? <laughs> uh, mind your own goddamn mind your business. Goddamn business. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. Jason Edward, happy 426. Matt can buy a beer. Blonde can buy pregnant woman juice. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. I got to keep the Corona flowing, man. I'm determined to stick with Corona mm. until this thing is over. That's some dedication right there. Yeah. Shauna Thornton, uh, America is a Christian nation with Northwest European roots. I'm really tired of my airway and taxes going to the concerns of sand people's ancient <laughs> tribal warfare. Like from Star Wars? Uh, is that what you're talking about? That's the, definitely what The Tuscan Raiders? About. Yeah. Steven Suarez, McVeigh claimed to be unaware of a daycare in the building he planned to bomb. Uh, who's to say he didn't care because their children are evil government employees? 
I mean, it was planned so meticulously. How could how could he not know? I don't know much about the Oklahoma City bombing at all. That's probably the next thing I need to look into because even I didn't look into. It's not that I didn't look into. I was never even taught about Ruby Ridge, Waco, these things. And granted, I was a, a young child when these things happened. We didn't learn about either of these things until two years ago. Remember? Yeah, I didn't. It was actually my fiance who got me into it. I, she's like, "Do you know about Ruby Ridge and Waco?" And I'm like, "Yeah, some like weird religious cult in Texas, and they got busted up or something." Yeah. And uh, now I've gone down that rabbit hole. I need to you know, follow it, follow it through the rest of these developments. But um, yeah, in case any I, of you don't hate the federal government enough, <laughs> you should look into Waco. I, I think Waco has got to be one of the biggest disgraces in our entire country's history. 79 people died and 25 yeah. of them were children. And they all died like in horrible agony. And then the notion that the Branch Davidians started the fire. I know that was the official finding of some congressional investigations. Show me the evidence. Yeah. For real. I, it, also, I, I the notion think... that an ATF agent had an accidental discharge is like <laughs> so preposterous. Yeah, that was one of the other findings because the dispute is who shot first. And as a matter of fact, nobody really knows. But there are accounts that say, well, the ATF shot first, but only because of an agent's accidental discharge, which spooked the other agents into unloading automatic fire under the compound. Other accounts say, well, they fired first, but it was because they killed the dogs first, the official ATF greeting. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't think, I don't believe that the ATF or the, the FBI in this case started the fire at the compound intentionally, but they did crash through it and they did insert incendiary uh, tear gas. And when you're just smashing things together and putting a, a flammable gas into a place, all it takes is a spark. Yeah. And they sum it up in the uh, epilogue, but there were like eight separate previous occasions in yes. which tear yeah. gas caused in some, in some instance like this in some kind of standoff tear gas, tear gas yeah. caused a, an incendiary event. So it's like Did, they knew yeah. this was a possibility. Did the FBI intend to start the fire? I, I don't think so. Did they start the fire? Yes. Negligently. That's my view. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not even David. Um, what was his name? I always want to call him David Kusher. Koresh. Uh, Koresh. Yeah. Uh, he was a pedophile. You know, he did marry that girl when she was 12 or 14. Yeah. There, well, if there was a 14 year old, which was legal or is legal in Texas with parental consent. And so, she did have her father's consent. Yeah. But there, but there was also a 12 year old. Yeah, I mean, and, I, uh, but that's irrelevant to the deaths of all of the 78. And, and also, who's supposed to come enforce the Texas uh, child protection laws? That would be Texas, Texas law, law enforcement, yeah. not the FBI, not the, ATF. not the ATF. And the firearms charges, sorry, I know we're going a little long-winded here, but just so people understand, the trumped-up firearms charges, they had parts to create automatic weapons. As far as I understand... They didn't even have assembled automatic weapons. What they got them on was, quote unquote, constructive intent. And people need to understand this. Any gun enthusiast out there has the parts to create illegal firearm configurations. If you have ARs, all it takes is swapping a, a shorter upper onto an unregistered lower, and boom, you've created an unregistered illegal short-barreled rifle. Yeah, the ATF and- could raid me for constructive intent right now. Or and, any uh, firearm arms entrapment was what they basically did to Randy. No, it's, it's bullshit. The, the, yeah, this with thing. With his sawed-off shotgun. 
Yeah, that's how they got Weaver. Yeah. Hey, would you like to help me assemble some illegally configured firearms? Okay. Thanks. Dude just wanted to live alone in the woods. <laughs> but they were Nazis or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Don Zilio show. Have you guys heard of a run on sympathy cards? A friend of mine said that her local store was sold out on sympathy cards. She was buying mm. sympathy cards for folks that died of non-COVID related illness. I haven't heard about this. Are people panic buying sympathy cards? Maybe. Or maybe the need is that great. I shouldn't even say it dismissively. Um, <laughs> but in most parts of the country, I guarantee the need is not that great. No, indeed. Reality Lobster, here is your weekly coin. Shekelstein's blonde. Blonde. Did you go noodling in the Merrimack for turtles as a young gal? Uh, that's a little too white trash for me. Um, <sighs> so, no. Also, remember, just because someone is a failure doesn't mean they are an artist. <laughs> hmm. uh, Valence Bohm. Do you guys watch Brian and High Impact vlogs? Um, I used to, but, like, I don't care about YouTube anymore or watching other people's videos ever so i don't i'm unfamiliar what's the content uh i think it's uh, like political commentary i, I haven't watched hmm. that channel in like four, several years hmm. i thought they got banned uh mark duquesne from a collapsitarian standpoint the lockdown slowly killing the food supply is optimum and making sure the low time preference types our hardest hit in suboptimal shape when the Booga flu kicks off. I am worried mm. about this uh, supply chain situation. Yeah, I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of worry about the meat supply specifically. Uh, is there other are there other goods that are under threat? I've just heard about the meat supply. So mm. Achilles medical lab tech here. I'm sick and tired of everyone using medical workers as their shield to bash protesters or whoever the <laughs> the enemy of the moment is. Yeah, yeah. Your political opinions are the only ones that count, though. We have yeah. to take our cues from you. But thank you for your heroism. Well, really seriously speaking, thanks for doing what you're doing. But yeah, it is It is the the way we choose to elevate people and pretend like only certain opinions count because of certain, I don't know, certain circumstances in life or whatever. It is, it is silliness. Um, Eric K. Matt, did you hear about The Last of Us 2 leaks? Um, <laughs> yeah. Not only is it super woke transgender yeah. antagonist that becomes protagonist, but the story is crap. Crap. It is left and right fans mad. It's not looking good. And I, the only reason I have a PlayStation 2 or PlayStation PlayStation 4 is for The Last of Us 2. I bought a PlayStation 4 like five years ago for this game and it still isn't out. It's not coming out. It was supposed to be coming out right about now or next month. It's not coming out till October. But just to clue you in, Blonde, the first game was like, one of the best survival horror games of all time, like a zombie apocalypse type game. Mm -hmm. And the leaks that have come out are, I don't know if they're accurate, but the, the claim is that the antagonists in this next game, because they've made the young girl who was a protagonist in the first game. She's now a lesbian after, you know, whatever she grew up. She, she, she kissed a girl in the first game and now she's grown up to be like a full fledged lesbian. Apparently. Uh. And the the antagonists in the game, the enemy, are like an anti-gay anti Christian cult in oh, a zombie really? world. So I, I'm still going to play it because I've been looking forward to the game for so long. I, and because I feel like it's probably going to be politically relevant that I want to experience just how awful it is if it turns out to be this bad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if it's nothing but a big political lecture, I'll be really disappointed. It probably will be, right? Yeah. Um... 
Donna Thornton, depending on how long Blonde is out, I think it would be fun to have a few different co-hosts. One week, Dave Cullen. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, another week, Sticks and Karen Strawn. If she'd do it, I would be fine with all of Maybe. Maybe we could finally get her on the finally, show. Finally, yeah. Although, um, if we get her on without you, it's like, you know. That's true. That's kind of disappointing. She would be really good at it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, Lars and Rune. Did you say Sweden is failing? I've heard the opposite. What news have oh, you I, heard? I've heard it was doing quite well. I was speaking sarcastically um, because Sweden, of course, has has opted not to lock down. They've they've implemented some social distancing measures and some mass gathering bans, but they've opted not to lock down. And it is true that they uh, they have seen more deaths per capita than the Scandinavian countries. But in terms of Europe as a whole, they're kind of in the middle of the pack. Yeah. And there's a great debate about Sweden because they they're kind of the country that has opted not to be as draconian as many others. And they don't. I'm not going to lie to you and say that they, that their deaths haven't been higher than their immediate neighbors. They have. I think the question is, at what cost can you reduce those? And then what's going to happen to Norway, Denmark, uh, Finland when they reopen? Because maybe Sweden has actually built up the immunity now and those other countries haven't. Are they going to experience similarly high or higher numbers as soon as they open right up? Sweden's an interesting country to look at. I don't think they're failing by any means. I think they've taken the approach that I wish we would have, or at least my state would have. And I don't think they're paying a a massive price for it. I think they're doing quite well. Uh, The Brat 1983 uh, got into a debate with someone who's against forcing people to go back to work, but think healthcare is a right. I asked, do doctors have a right to say no to treat? And they said, no, seems hypocritical thoughts. Well, you're asking the right questions. That's true. Because I used to, I used to have that mindset too. And, And then, you get down into the fundamental concepts of do you have a right to someone else's labor or not? You're asking the right questions. You might be able to persuade them by asking those questions in, in good faith. And if if not, if that doesn't work, then go the blonde route and just uh, you know yell at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. UFO talk. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just saying, good good for you for getting into that philosophy, and you're probably you're on the right track there. I'm skeptical about a return to traditional life because it seems trad cons, ew, I hate that term, are missing the thing that makes them better at governing than the left. Mm. The ability to adapt to social change. Um, but how much do we really want to allow our society to change? I mean, that's the problem here. We've allowed things to change too much. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not the greatest trad con mind, so... I'm not exactly sure I follow. On Me that neither. One. That's a, I hate that term. Missing the thing that makes trad cons are missing the thing that makes them better at governing than the left, the ability to adapt. Um, okay. Yeah. We just need to explain a little bit more. What, what makes them better at adaptation? I'm not sure I understand. I don't know either. Uh, this is Laurel. Uh, lockdown you. in New Hampshire extended to May 25th. Oh my God. What's New Hampshire's situation? I'm gonna look at it right now. Uh, uh-huh. are they, I know a lot of States in the Northeast have, been in kind of rough shape but is new hampshire in rough shape um no they're they're like bottom third in deaths per million they have 66 deaths statewide yikes so not 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 bad for that part of the country daniel gonzalez how will society react if there's no cure for COVID or it takes longer than two years to develop a vaccine i think people will become desensitized to these headlines um irrespective of whether or not they're true which i don't think they are 
at some point reality is going to take over. And if, if, if you're a person who is vulnerable to this thing by circumstance, you're going to figure out ways to where you can stay sheltered. And if you're a person who's otherwise healthy, you're going to go back to work. I don't think that even the staunchest control freaks believe that we're going to get into like July or August doing this shelter in place bullshit and having everybody comply. Yeah. It's just not going to work. People Darlene, are just going to just stop. Yeah. Uh, Kate's um, just wanted to check in, let you know I'm still alive and put some money in the pot. Hang in there, blonde. Not much longer. Thank you, Darlene. I feel Thank like you. this is Let's never going to end. Um, I've heard that you get so uncomfortable in your third trimester that that's when you are start to become comfortable with the idea of birth. And that's really how I'm feeling. Mm. Like I'd rather push something the size of a bowling ball out of my vagina right now than continue to do <laughs> this. Carry on with the status quo. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Matthew Intense. Sturgis. Thanks as always for the San Jose space. My biweekly family zoom calls are getting bad. I'm the only one not drinking the liberal Kool-Aid and the government will save us. Narrative is driving me nuts. You guys rock. Hmm. Man, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, thank, thanks for supporting the show and, and hopefully not too many more of those. Hopefully we're going to open up in the, you know, the coming weeks. Alexander V says, here's some beer money. Ukraine is strong. Love you guys. <laughs> Good to hear. Thank you. I don't know why I said it like that. I wasn't mocking you. I actually it's, think Ukrainians are awesome somewhat ukrainian yeah uh shauna thornton but blonde we can't try shapiro for treason he's never betrayed his country <laughs> by the way i love michael malice i just can't really stand shapiro's fake patriotism i did see him playing ave maria on the on the i almost said fiddle on the violin the other day oh, yeah it made me hate him like 0.8 percent less well, yeah, the, 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 with his dad on the piano right yeah yeah, I mean they're good musicians as um, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I'm not a you know I'm not a big uh, I'm not I'm not really into that. So I guess I can't say what makes a person great or bad, but it sounded good to me. The sister Tits McGee though, she's got some <laughs> real pipes on her. Yeah, isn't she an she, like an opera singer or something? Yeah, and she's like really talented mm. and has giant boobs. Um, I've seen the pictures that are out there. <laughs> just remarkably huge boobs. Com- comically so. I don't know. Yeah. They're not comically large. No, they're. They're nice. They look pillowy. They look. They look oh, you nice. haven't you haven't seen the leaked nudes? She has leaked nudes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's been on the internet for some time. Oh. In fact, I think wow. that's one of the first things my fiance and I talked about. Was Abby the leaked, Shapiro's leaked was nudes. the leaked nudes of Ben Shapiro's sister? I think she revealed that news to me. Maybe. Will somebody send me these in my inbox? Blind in the middle of these. Uh, I'll. I've seen you, they're out there. I can send them to you on Skype right after this. She looks like a chick that has giant nipples. Does she have giant nipples? I can't remember. I haven't looked at this for like two years, but... Oh, people are saying they're fake. I don't know. Oh. There's, the, whole, the pictures are weird. That's all I can say. They're, they're very weird. Yitty titties. You guys are funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does she put tiny little yarmulkes on her nipples? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Truculent Phillips. Uh, this is a real show. Uh, to me, it's pretty simple. Democrats won a recession because the booming economy made Trump very popular. Hmm. Blonde, you look lovely tonight. Thank you for the lie. Keep your head up. Matt, tip of the hat, sir. Oh, well, thanks. This is from Russ. Who is fact-checking the fact-checker? Susan? Yeah. No one. It's, if, I, I, I've, if I could ask Susan one question, I just want to know, do you believe in people thinking for themselves or not? Mm. I, how would she answer that question? I just want to hear her answer it. And I'll probably never be able to, to, um, to hear her answer that. Although she did promise Dave Rubin an interview like a year ago. 
That still hasn't happened. If they got that confirmed, I'd figure out a way to get that to Dave and say, for the love of God, ask her this one thing. I just, I got to hear the answer. I got to hear the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're fake. I'm sorry we slandered you. Are they? They are gigantic. Yeah, this is a porn star that looks much like her. Like comically large. Yeah, it's not her. Um, Damn. What? Oh, it's not her? The nudes are not her? Mm -mm. Are you sure? That's what the live chat is saying. And I... I think they have vetted this. Okay, well, I'll have to look back into it, but I was of the understanding that these were authentic. How would you ever know? You, but the, the pictures I saw were close up, and the face is like her face, but I guess I don't know her well, so I could be duped by someone who looks close enough. Or there, Photoshopped, There is facial recognition technology. People can Photoshop anything. I don't believe any nudes that I see. I'm like, hmm. Now I'm curious. I need to get to the bottom of this. Officials who swore an oath, this is PG, who swore an oath and actively break it should be publicly shamed in the city and relieved of their position at minimum. Public shaming is powerful. Normally I agree, but I'm starting to get worried about shame now that I've seen this COVID thing play out. How so? Uh, Because I'm constantly getting shamed for not wearing a mask. And I was like, oh, there's another side to this. But you want... You want righteous shame. You want just shame. <laughs> yeah, but but do I? This has really made me pull back from my authoritarian bend the mm. last few years. I see. I've become a libertarian again, haven't I? I I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Uh, less freedom for women, still though. Um, who was the last one? Oh, uh, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Remember the officer who shot Vicki Weaver while she was holding her baby, Lon Tomahisa Kirochi, was there at Waco as well. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. sent him to they Waco. That's one of the most Waco. unbelievable parts of the story. Uh, hey, good yeah. job on accidentally sniping the wife. We got a new assignment for you down in Texas. Yeah. And they didn't uh, even know they killed the wife. They had no idea. Yeah, until, like, yeah. Days later, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's outrageous too. JK's, it didn't take long for the data to speak for itself. We gave them two weeks. Math, science, study, and observation taught us early on. A lockdown wasn't necessary on a large scale. I knew it was over when we were told to ignore it. Mm. I mean, I'm fine with their initial reaction, like when we thought that the case fatality rate might be like 20%. But I I think we have enough information now to be like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I understand lack of information. I understand the philosophy of better safe than sorry with a lack of information. What I would say is if we have to do something like that again, okay, explain it to me in that context and say, once we have this piece of information, we can reevaluate. What I want is more specific metrics and goals because this thing has just shape-shifted. Remember, it was like, we're going to... We're going to lock down so we don't overwhelm the healthcare system. Okay, well, we haven't. Well, now we're going to lock down until no one ever gets this disease again. Well, that wasn't the original goal. Yeah. We're going to lock down until we know we have some idea of an accurate fatality rate. Okay, now we do. And it's there's a debate about, like, how, how does it compare to the flu? Is it the same? Is it five times worse? Whatever. It is not the catastrophic fatality rate that we were warned of. We have a lot more information now, and yet the the predetermined prescription is the one that we're still insisting on. It's like we made that prescription in the absence of evidence as a overly cautious, better safe than sorry measure. Right now we're sticking to it, even though we have way more information and we know this thing is not as dangerous as we feared. Yeah. Dumb. Uh, last one. Alexander V 
Is it possible to have Asha Logos on your guys' show? I would appreciate it. I actually don't know who that is. I, I'm unfamiliar, but uh, you can always send me an email with content, and I'm happy to check it out. Um, thank you. And we then good? the last one is from JK's. Also realize we've never been able to develop a vaccine for any coronavirus, so there's that. Yes, that is also Yeah, I th the idea that we're all going to stay home until there's a, uh, a vaccine, that's just not going to happen. It's preposterous. Yeah. Oh, there was good news, too. I want to talk about this today uh, or on Sunday. The other piece of coronavirus news, people worried about reinfection. We don't know that antibodies provide immunity and all that. It we have evidence indeed. that people were reinfected. Um, South Korea now believes, or at least I saw Nate Silver tweeting about this, that previously thought what they thought were reinfections previously false are, are almost certainly false positives on the testing. Yeah. So that's that's great news, news too. Yeah. I mean, it would be a, a freak weird thing if the antibodies did not correspond to immunity. Well, it might but, not be immunity for very long. Or maybe the thing changes so fast that the immunity doesn't apply or whatever. But it yeah. looks like that may not be the case. Anyway, uh, over on Streamlabs, real quick, uh, K2 to F1 do T. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, hey, Matt, I'm an apostate from a true believer family and have read the works of C.S. Lewis. I'm very interested to find out what you think of them once you've uh, perused them, I found them sad, dreary, and no more revelatory than previous religious texts. Well, I'm going into it with an open mind. That's that's all. So um, I'm not expecting to be moved, and I'm not and I'm not dismissing it. I'm going to listen to it with an open mind. And if he can make that connection between the general concept of a god to the specifics of the Christian teachings. I, I want to hear the case. I want to hear the logical case. Every person so. that I talk to about this is like, listen or listen, uh, read C.S. Lewis. So I will gladly check it out. And uh, if I, if I have time to talk about it on the Sunday stream or on the Wednesday stream, uh, I will do that for sure. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday talking Hanging about in um, here. I'm going to get more intolerable every week. I'm just going to complain <laughs> the whole time. Audibly fart. It's going to be a whole thing. People were expecting you to let one go on Sunday. Yeah. They thought one was going to fly. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about all the, um, all the updates and whatever's going on with coronavirus and the protests and Hillary endorsing Biden and everything else that happens between, uh, now and Sunday. Um, a particularly interesting t teacher freak out in New Jersey teacher wished her students to die of coronavirus because they weren't social distancing. Great story. We'll see you then.